Good evening. Good morning to everyone. My name is Patrick Leglek, and I'd like to issue a statement. First off and foremost, last week on the episode... Shoot your shot. You don't even know the episode. God, Patrick. Excuse me, excuse me. Can, 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 I, can, 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 can I finish? Can I finish, please? <laughs> Go ahead. On on the episode of Shoot Your Shot, I would like to explain my actions and how irresponsible and how uh, self-deprecating that was for me. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to the Noriega family, the Uribe family, for my <laughs> comments of them being really bad people for going to the beach. I hope they sincerely uh, accept my po- apology. And we can move forward with this. All right. Uh, I mean, I, I guess since it was so heartfelt, I'm going to take it. But I, I came into this prepared to just rip you to shreds, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I came into this ready to just be like, nah, dude. You know the beaches are still open, right? You were calling me a bad person. Nah, man. Not, not around here. California wasn't having that. All they did close down was what? Orange County? Yeah. County. <laughs> Well, I heard um, people went to Pismo, but like they didn't shut it down. But then Avila, there were some people just to keep walking. Otherwise, they would when just I was stop. there. They, that's what they said too. Yeah, keep moving. Um. Well, if you guys are still listening, thank you for that that long listening to that long apology. Uh, we, we got many things to talk it. about. <laughs> we got many things to talk about today. Um. As we uh, before we started this, uh, Gavin Newsom announced that some places will be opening this Friday. We're going to be talking okay. about the Board of Barbering and Cosmetology. They had a, a state, uh, issued a statement. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about the murder hornets. Oh no! And we're going to talk about uh, mental strength. And then we, we have many, many. What's that? I said, which we are all lacking during this Corona time. <laughs> Go ahead. <clears throat> and then we got many sports things to talk about. Of course, we're going to talk about the last dance of episode five and six. Yes. Um, we got some deadlift drama. Deadlift drama. Uh, we got NBA news. And that is pretty much it for, for uh, this podcast. So that's what we're going to be uh, talking about today. We're going to get through this as the... Uh... Short and sweet as possible, <laughs> due, due to the complaints that uh, our duration time might be a little uh, excessive. <laughs> a tip of advice for someone who listens to podcasts: if you don't like how long they are, if you hit the little on the right corner, it speeds it up one and a half. You can listen to a three-hour podcast in like two hours, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking shit. <clears throat> no, go ahead, Pat. My bad. No, you're no, you're we'll good. You're good. Things. You're good. You're good. Um, we talked about that already. Let's see. What, what do you want to start off with, Joel? Uh, let's get the barber stuff just so I can get this off my chest. For sure, man. Uh, the barber board for for well, barber board for Cosmos and us basically issued a, a statement uh, as basically saying unlicensed mobile activity. Basically, what it says our licenses don't allow us to give out our services unless we are doing it in an establishment that is licensed by them. So we're talking about in-home, hotel rooms, any other kind of business, our home, your home. 
technically, they basically released a statement that says, don't forget that your license says you can't do that. And they actually finally did say, or had, has it on paper that there is a thousand dollar fine and it is can be considered a, a misdemeanor. So to finally see it in writing, it's like, well, damn, you guys took almost two months to let us know we can't do what seemed to be our only option, which was a cut hair at home or, or go do house calls. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's, that's pretty wild that they took that long to come out with a statement. That's fun. That's funny that you bring that up because I have a, I have a video that goes hand in hand in that, but yeah, I think that's a little, uh, a little messed up just because, I mean, that was, that was everyone's plan, right? And some people are doing it right now as well, right? Everyone's going right. like, and, some people are taking house calls. You were doing it for a little bit, but until you understood right. that the, the right move was just like to not do it entirely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that goes hand-in-hand, because hand, I'm about to show you a video right now, and you're probably going to be like, what? What do you mean? So this the video I'm about to show, Joel, and you guys can hear in the background, it's it's uh, out in Brooklyn. 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 You're going to hate it, Joel. going to hate it? Oh. But... It's, well, it's basically what you just touched on. About seven weeks since barber shops and hair salons had to close their doors in New York City, and some right. people just can't wait any longer for a trip. <laughs> he couldn't on the this street. This barber is giving haircuts <laughs> right on the sidewalk in Brighton Beach, Brooklyn. He set up shop on Ocean Parkway between Brighton Beach Avenue and Ocean View Avenue. No and way. As you can How many see, cuts do you get There through? are plenty of people waiting for a fresh cut. Okay, so people that okay, so people that didn't people that didn't see oh people that didn't see uh, it was basically a guy like on the street with a there's people surrounding just like like just bystanders just watching him give this guy a cut and yeah it was like by the park or something so how I mean, how do you feel about that Joel is that something that if you could do would you would you be able to do that or is that something well, that do you think I would set up shop and cut hair on a sidewalk <clears throat> probably not I, I mean like i said bro i don't hate on no one man if that's what he has that's what he got that's what he's trying to do that's good for him but i don't know man it's they've already said it has to be a, a license establishment that's part of what a license is like the only thing that sucks is that they're not taking it seriously in the fact that most of our barber school and cosmo training it is all sanitation it's all how to deal with the public and how to keep your stuff clean and keep your environment clean. And we all get certified in that area. The fact that that's not getting taken into consideration right now is a little weird. We're getting put behind a, a florist. Florists are opening up. Uh, sporting goods stores are opening up. I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't open up, but they can open up. I, I feel like we can figure out the, guide, the proper guidelines to be able to open up also. But yeah, I mean, how I feel about it. I mean, it's just like doing it out in public is just like, man, you're just risking. <clears throat> I just feel like a cop could just roll up and tell you to get, get, go away. Like, <laughs> well, like, and, and so in California, like, if you're selling stuff, like, what is it? It's uh, the, the fruit on the side. The what? well, technically, that's illegal. Like, have you ever been to a Laker game and when you're leaving or anything at the Staples Center, an event, and when you're leaving, they have the, the hot dog stands outside? Cops are constantly, every time, telling them to leave. But those dudes are in the quickness. They're making their hot dog as they're backpedaling for you and they're serving it to you. Like these dudes are, are real superheroes out here. Because yeah, yeah, that's illegal. Yeah, you technically have, have a permit on the street. Like, you, like right, you, got, right. you got a permit for it. 
especially when you're dealing with food, you know, because it, it comes to the meditation and health and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, the ne- the next one that we got going on is uh, Gavin Newsom. Before we got on, he uh, announced that as soon as Friday in California, some places could be opening up. Like we said, the florist was one of them. The sporting goods stores, they said. Um, clothing stores, bookstores. But they weren't going to open up the malls. No restaurants, unless it's uh, uh, the curbside or takeout. Offices will continue not to be open because they can still do their work from home on, like, Zoom, how we're doing this podcast. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, bookstores, <clears throat> I I don't know. Can't you get any book online at this point? I don't know, bro. I couldn't tell you last time I went to a bookstore. So, so what? why is a bookstore considered more essential? I guess because it's less risk because nobody goes. Yeah, but I feel like, do a bookstore, everyone's touching the books. I don't like, know. Are they going to allow you to touch the books? I went to go pick up some sushi yesterday at Mikado's. And you can't walk past, you know where the register is as soon as you walk in? You can't walk past that. They're bringing the food right there to you. You can't, everything's completely cut off. So it's like, are other stores going to be like that? Is basically everything going to be curbside pickup? Uh, I, I pretty, pretty much. I mean, I think it's going to be, it's going to be as if, not if before the shutdown, because obviously restaurants are still open, you can sit down and stuff, but it's going to be just like that, but basically no, like, you can't go inside and sit down. But it's just basically store, more stores are going to be open, I feel like. That's what it is. Sporting goods stores. I mean, I guess sporting goods stores is cool because if you try to get any kind of weight equipment or anything right now, it's kind of a struggle. Everything's sold out. Yeah. Hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about the scene in Vegas and, and all of the, basically, air transportation? I haven't seen. Let me see. So, uh, basically... They're saying it's forever going to be changed on how you're going to gamble, how you're going to oh, fly. Uh, have you seen the show? No, I want to see them because I love going to Vegas. I, okay. dude, I'm dying to go to Vegas right now. <laughs> Can't wait for shit to open up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me pull it up really quick. Uh, I had it. Well, first, let's see. Let me show you the, 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 the transportation through air right now. Okay. So, check that out. Hold on. Whenever you're ready, Pat. Hold <clears throat> on, on your time, big boy. Bam. <laughs> oh, my. What? So, people are, real? people are listening right now. It, it's concept. It's a concept right now. So, oh. if, you're, if you're on this, on not on... In between, oh, I'm sorry. So if you're on a window seat, one guy's facing forward. The middle seat's gonna be facing backward, and the it looks aisle like seat there's like plastic in between each seat where like they can't. There, there's a face guards that are surrounding. So maybe basically you're kind. I guess you want to say quote unquote safe from breathing the other person's uh, breath. The person on the coming. aisle seat's gonna be facing forward. That's hella uncomfortable, bro. Because if you're staring at the person that's in the middle, <laughs> you're just making direct eye contact. That's uncomfortable, bro. That's super uncomfortable, actually. It's kind of similar to like a train. I never rode a train, but I think trains are set up that way too, right? Or no? Uh, but something about a plane, man. <laughs> you're already in a small space. For someone to be in your face like that, when you're sitting next to someone, you're not in their face. You're elbow to elbow, you know, shoulder to shoulder. 
like this, this is space. another concept right here. Oh, uh, that's just a plastic that go. What is that? Plastic shields, kind of. Yep. But I mean, they, they were talking about who gets the armrest, though. Can you rest your arm in the armrest? Like who? Why even put the oh, armrest there then? This is this is them being selfish, bro. They should just take the military out. They really should. Like, who, who are we kidding, bro? Trying to squeeze in all these. I don't know, bro. This is gonna be so weird. Did you hear? That okay, so the restaurants when they do open up, not not this Friday, but when they are allowed to have dine-in people, they're gonna be a there's gonna be a cap on their capacity at twenty five percent of what their normal cap would be because mm. of the space wise, just social distancing, all that good stuff, just taking care of that kind of stuff. Um, but they were talking to some dude on TV, and he was saying any bit any restaurant he's ever ran to to make it profitable. The idea is to have it at 80% full, 80% capacity. But you're telling a business that's already been closed and struggling for the last two months, maybe been open doing curbside or whatever, but it's not the same, obviously. Even when they do open up, that it's going to be 25% capacity. So how are they expected to get back on track or even begin to get out of the, the hole they've probably already dug into? Yeah. That's how I feel with the barbering thing. That's that's kind of how I feel. Like there's gonna be so many restrictions and whatever I can do and how I can do it, and because of that, I'm probably gonna be forced to charge more money just to make the business even come out even, damn near. So it's like that's crazy. I mean, so that's the weird part. Even the opening isn't open. Like, you know, even when I open, it's not going to be the same, man. Like, even when restaurants open, like, it's going to be so uncomfortable. Like, when you go to stores and you see people in masks, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know how you feel, bro, but I, I, I feel uncomfortable because I'm in a mask, and then I feel uncomfortable because everyone I see is also in a mask. Weird. Yeah, it's it's a different uh, – it's, it's, even though it's, it's a new normal, dude, it's, it's, bro, it's so awkward to see. Um Wow, what was I gonna say? We were um, we we're talking about airplanes and stuff. It's more like oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, airplanes, and also I wanted to it's touch on Vegas, more Vegas stuff. The, the casino. So I want to show I want to show a video of like what they're planning in Vegas, how when okay. they're gonna reopen. So hold on, before you show it, my guess was they were gonna take out like every other machine, but now by the guess of what you've seen or what you've shown me for the airplane, I'm guessing now there's gonna be plastic shields between every machine let me see what that's gonna look like that's my guess okay so pretend we're at a blackjack uh table Joel. oh i didn't even think about poker tables pretend, pretend we're at weirder. a blackjack table or pie or poker let, let, i'm gonna show you what what's what's the visual on this that's weird that's is this gonna stick around forever are those plastic things gonna be there forever bro is this our new normal man and the, the guy's touching know, the table. Man. So people who can't see this is not even wearing gloves. You don't got a mask on, nothing. <laughs> this so people who can't see, it's basically a, it's a blackjack table. And it's a big white, like as if you were to go to a bank, there's like so every every single player has a little section where they're able to put their hands and put their bets on there. You can still rest your hand on the little hand rest on the on the leather, but there's no fart no breathing whatsoever in front of the dealer. And yeah, Bro, I mean, when would you feel comfortable going to Vegas again? I know you said you don't want to go to a gym until there's vaccines available, 
But when would you feel comfortable going to Vegas? Are you saying the same thing? <laughs> I'm saying the What's because, okay, so people that, that don't know the backstory of why I don't want to go to jams, and so basically I'm not going to go anywhere. It's because I have asthma. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's a, it's a respiratory in, uh, virus. So, I mean, I would probably, right. I would fall under the at-risk people, I guess. Exactly. So honestly, I don't feel safe until there's a vaccine that comes out. I understand, dude. I mean, I feel that way on a lot of stuff when it comes to the fact that I have older parents. Both my parents are past 65. So that makes them at risk just off of that. They, they both have their own individual health concerns on top of that. So I, like, honestly, since all this has happened, I haven't even seen my parents. I've talked to them on the phone every day. If they need anything, I do my best to try to, you know, pick it up, drop it off, whatever I got to do. Um, but yeah, I haven't even seen my parents, dude. My dad needs a haircut. Damn. <laughs> and, you know, like, and for so you- when people ask me for a haircut, like, I, I haven't even cut my dad's hair, man. So don't feel bad if I haven't cut your hair, bro. You're not the only one, trust me. If you can't cut your own dad's hair, that's saying a lot, people. Right? And it's just like... He told me, I'm like, yeah, I can go over there with a the mask and, like, gloves on and stuff. He's like, nah, if you're going to come over like that, just don't even come over. <laughs> I'm like, all right, pops, <laughs> like, you got it, bro. I get it, man. I, it's weird, dude. This is what we're in, though, right now. This is such a weird time, man. Like I said, the zombies are outside, you know, 2020, pandemic, corona, but. And I don't, I don't mean to be more negative about it, but. Let me hear it, dude. I'm ready for the negativity. You know, today's been a rough one. <laughs> What I'm going to show you right here, Joel, is if, it, if tw- people would have thought that 2020 was almost over, or like, oh, oh it, it, no. like, like, oh, it can't get any worse, right? Well, look at Dude. these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> what are they that, called? They're, what are they called? They're called murder hornets, but I, I don't. It's called anything the, with the name murder in it. Like, come on, bro. We trying to fight off the corona. I just doubt the fat Kobe's really gone. Now we got murder hornets. It says the Asian giant. So you're talking about Yao Ming, right? So whose fault is this? I... That damn Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> These motherfuckers were were engineered in a lab, bro. Why do they look so mean? They looked so mean. Okay, let me tell you, tell them what, uh, tell these people about what they can do. So they can sting through a beekeeper's suit. <laughs> They're all kryptonite. Fuck that. Multiple stings can kill people, even if they aren't allergic. And these these were first seen in Washington in December. You know why these came over? Yeah. These came over because we had a shortage in toilet paper because everyone panicked, right? Only toilet paper that people were able to get was this weird off-brand from Asia. And they fucking put the boxes in with the murder hornets, bro. <laughs> and now we out here trying to fight off murder. Is there, there's no vaccine for this. There's no cure. You get stung, you die. Is that what it is? I guess you have to get no. stung multiple times. Oh, so one sting, you might be able to fight it off? Yep. Have you ever been stung by a bee? Yeah, I got stung in my, my left eye. Well, I was driving and like the bee was like drunk or some shit and like he flew in my car and then, <laughs> and then like pow and he got into my car. Oh, suicidal like, bee. I was like, oh, oh. And I was like, what happened? You thought you were about to become bee man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. This you know, is how all the superhero movies start. 
that, 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 uh, what is it? The B movie? The B movie. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, that's some scary yeah. stuff. I mean, that's just. I got, I got stung by a bee in the mouth. It was one of the most uncomfortable things ever. And it was awkward because me, it was me and Vanessa were walking into a store and we walked by some bees. And I've always had this fear of bees. As we walk by, I try to play it off cool, like <clears throat> don't don't look scared, you know. Walk by, whatever, and it was cool. We went in the store, did whatever, bought whatever we needed. As we we're walking out, I was telling her, I was like, "We just walked by this park. We're about to walk by it again." I'm actually really afraid of bees. I was like, "I don't know why. I just have this fear." And she's like, "Oh, that's funny because we walked by." I was like, "Yeah, I was trying to be tough." And I swear, it's like the bee heard me. And he just like brutally attacked me and he came straight from my mouth and I'm over here swinging at the bee in my mouth, trying to act like a tough guy in front of my girlfriend at the time. And the bee ended up stinging me on the lip, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if I was allergic. I thought that could have been my last of days. I don't know. That could have been it for me, bro. I survived. Okay. How, how terrible have been like, Hey, Joel, Joel didn't make it, man. Uh, Dude. The the bee got him. I would hope someone would lie on that story and say someone took me out of the drive-by. Like, <laughs> I don't want to get taken out by a bee, bro. Hey, but if, if it's a if it's a, a murder hornet, all right. I was gonna say that. I was like, okay, but if it's a, a murder hornet, hey, it makes it more not, credible. Like, oh damn, Joel's a real one, man. He actually got taken down by a murder right. hornet. Right, and you gotta say they jumped me. There was multiple of them. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say one got me. There's a whole swarm of these motherfuckers. Uh, as if 2020 couldn't get any worse, man. 2020 is, dude, this is literally, I, I was so optimistic about this year. Got married in November. My wife had uh, entered uh, nursing school. And I was like, all right, I'm going to work for the next two years. My wife's going to be really busy with school. It's time to put my head down. It's going to be cool, cool, cool. All right, grand, grand, grand. Stutter, stutter, stutter. Here we are, March. Fucking da 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 close. What? I'm in April. We're in May. We're in May. And you know what, Pat? Fuck you for saying there's the 31st in, in April, because I really thought that. And when I asked Vanessa, I was like, what's today? She's like, oh, it's the, uh, the first. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Today's the 31st. Pat said. Pat said. And she's like, nah, he lied to you. Oh, my friend. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I threw the 32nd in there, man. You're lying to me just like everyone else lied to me and said they listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the downloads. I appreciate the downloads. Don't get me wrong. Those numbers make me feel really good. <clears throat> but the numbers you showed me this morning gave me a, a dark, deep depression. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but what I was going to tell you is I thought this show was going to start off off the rails, off the bat, because I broke my cousin Liz's rule and I drank before 2 o'clock. Vanessa got an A on her final. So, Wait, so celebratory she, time. So, so she, she, uh, she has four finals. Yes, four finals. This is a, one of the semesters for nursing school. Wait, so it's, what, is it a year program? or It's a two-year program. Okay. She's in Woo! the first year right now. There we no, go. That's what I'm saying. She made, she she made it. it. She's fucking in this shit. Let's do this. Let's go. And but, like to do it in these times, man? Bro, that's what I'm saying. So her and the, the, the four or five other girls that she studies with, they all got on Zoom and they all took shots together. Damn. Yeah. Dude, it's a stress. I can't believe, like I said, bro, anyone trying to do anything productive during this time, I applaud them because just the normal stress of getting through a day is hard enough. So if you're doing anything productive, bro, I applaud you. Damn that. that okay. So since we're talking about school, um, the past weekend, the high school just graduated and no one probably did didn't they, know about it. Well, did they graduate? How do we know? Like, how'd you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I watched the news 
And then I was like, man, like, can, can you imagine, like, having the experience of not having to go through graduation, the proms, and having those graduation Grad parties? Graduation parties. Just that celebratory of, like, you're done with high school. That's a big moment. Looking back now, I don't feel as big. But at the time, that was everything, dude. And, like, so, it, some of your, yeah, some of your friends, it. like, some of them, they went off to a different state or city, and they were going to a college, mm-hmm. and you weren't going to see them until they came back until and- what? Honestly, that was the the end of high school was the last time you saw your friends every day, mm-hmm. five days a week. That was it, bro. I mean, yeah, you can keep in touch with your friends the best you can after. I have great friends around me and I have great relationships with them, but I see them if I'm lucky, dude, once a month. If that, I have some friends I see more than that, but I, it's hard, bro. Everyone has their own lives. So high school is like the last time. So like if you were a senior... You got cut off of the last little period you had to chill out and be with your boys and, you know, girls and all that shit and have a good time. You got you got deprived of that due to COVID-19. That, and I remember senior senior year pretty well. I mean, it's like it's, it was basically that last semester. It was more like, man, like you, you were soaking it in and you were counting the days down. What they used to call it? Senioritis? You said day or, or like a... They used to call it a, a senioritis. Yeah. You hear people talk about senioritis? You got yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. Everyone had it. <laughs> Everyone, It's like man. you're done. You know you're over. Like You know it's over. So like you're just kind of like fake. You're like faking it the last like couple weeks of school. <laughs> it's just like almost like a every... I don't want to say party, but it's like you were just basically chilling with your friends and bullshit. At that point, even the teachers were really like... Even the teachers would like allow you to socialize more because they realized like this is... They know this is it, man. And at the time, we didn't know. We thought, you know, a lot of us were going to go around here to our community college, Hancock. A lot of us were going to stick around and work. So we were going to still see each other. But gradually, bro, that all fades, dude. <laughs> all fades, man. The only time you talk to your friend is if you start a podcast with them, apparently. Well, especially <laughs> you know? in these times, right? Especially in these times, bro. Especially in these times. Okay, I, w- I want to touch on more of like the high school thing and... You and me never we played we played sports. You didn't really play sports in high school, right, Joel? Mm-mm, not in kind of sports. So I played I played a couple sports, but I wasn't really that talented enough to you know. But <laughs> but well, let's hey man, talk. I wasn't even playing, bro. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> we played Madden. That's what it was. <laughs> but think about those athletes who are aspiring to go to D one schools. Those guys couldn't. Those guys and girls on the cusp. Yeah, and they couldn't go to the, the universities and have those visits, have those coaches like. You're basically going on a whim and like, well, I guess Cal State Northridge. <laughs> you you could look at every aspect of every person like of life right now of how they're getting affected, and it's so weird. It's just, like you know everyone's getting affected in different ways, but I mean everyone. The, the point is everyone's getting affected. It's just how how is your situation or your career path your school where you're at in school imagine being 18 locked up dude imagine being 18 you got a girlfriend but your parents won't let you go over there and her parents won't let you see them because they're worried about this covid shit like and you're just in the house just cooped up at 18 already graduated you have nothing testosterone flaring man hormones bro you can't work out the same you're just running around the block (laughs) screaming (laughs) turn it into a freaking ethiopian uh marathon runner and shit bro like 
I'm becoming a. I think I might really get into biking. <laughs> <laughs> I might buy a legit bike and really try try this thing out, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, but COVID be messing a lot of things up, man. Um, it messed up a lot. It messed up the world. The world, bro. This is the biggest thing we've ever gone through, as in our generation. Like. I mean, like, dude, think about all the things that, that are changed forever. And I think people, we talked about in the first podcast, like, how people greet each other. Everything, bro. I think it's all, it's all, all going to be different. And it's, the thing is, is it might be, that might become the norm, which is scary, dude. This shit's scary, man. And that's why I tell you, I'm not going to be comfortable until a vaccine is actually made, man. But truly, truly, truly think about that. It's put, it's put you in whatever month we got to be in for the vaccine to be here. What are you doing now? You living like you normal? You're not wearing a mask, not wearing a glove, you're just hugging people? Or what are you doing? Are you still are you still being socialist socially distant? Are you still being aware? How are you living? There's a vaccine already. Um def uh, you have seen me at the gym, that's for sure. <laughs> are you are you wearing a mask at the gym? I'm not wearing a mask. Is it is, okay, to, to clarify, I have no idea. Is it a law right now that you have to wear a mask? Or is it recommended? That you wear a mask right now. It's what recommended, but it's, recommended. I think it's just it's based on the the establishment. Like, I mean, have you been to Albertsons? Albertsons requires a mask. Requires a mask. Uh, you said food masks that they don't they don't have a mask up in there. No. Dude went to Walmart. Don't ever, don't ever. If there is ever, 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 ever another Corona situation, whatever we're going through right now, don't ever go to Walmart, bro. That was literally the worst hour of my life. <laughs> we got okay. It wasn't. It wasn't. I'm exaggerating. That's what I do. But okay, I got there. There was a line formed outside. Okay, when you see a line, what do you do? You either decide you want to go in, or like, oh, the line's not that bad. No, you get behind the line, right? You see okay. a line, you realize there's a line. You gotta get behind the line. Got behind the line, dude. There must have been 20 people ahead of me, but everyone's socially distant. So everyone's trying to keep, you know, a good amount. So 20 people takes up quite a bit of space. So I'm technically around the corner from Walmart already because I can't, I can no longer see the entrance of Walmart, but I'm in line. There must have been about 35 people that lined up behind me. Okay. We were all waiting for at least five to 10 minutes. And then you hear an employee say, what are you guys doing? And we're like, what do you mean? He's like, no, the line in front, it's for, you know, when you first walk into Walmart until your very left, they have like the services where you can return something, you can cash checks and get money orders, all that good stuff. There was four, and I repeat this, there was four people in that line for that. Everybody else was in line to get into the store, which we didn't have to be in line. Think about that, dog. There was like 50 people in a line for 10 minutes that there was completely pointless. I'm like, bro, as a staff member, you didn't realize that there's no way that all these people want to use this service on the side. There's no way, dude. So that was the beginning of my Walmart experience. <laughs> and then, bro, just being inside Walmart, you know, you say you'd rather pay to go to Target. I get it. I 100% get it. But when we were in line to pay, they have the tape, six feet, tape, six feet, tape, six feet. Stand here, here, here. We're, we're following the rules. But you know what's crazy? It don't matter if you follow the rules if the other people aren't following the rules. Some guy 
came up behind Vanessa. He was wearing a mask. I'll give it to him. But he was standing about a foot and a half away from her. And get this, bro. He <laughs> coughed. He coughed. And went, <clears throat> and I was like, no, bro. No, no. You obviously know what's going on. You're wearing a mask. You obviously know what's going on. So you obviously have heard the six foot, six feet rule thing. And you know that coughing, bro. You know how when people sneeze, you say, bless you. What can I say to someone when they cough to let them know that I know you shouldn't be coughing right now? <laughs> hey, what the fuck? Right? Like, what can I say, bro? Like, what's the, what's the politically correct term to be like, hey, 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 get that shit out of here. Like, no, 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 not next to us, dude. What the fuck? There are some people I would, I'm like, I would want to call them, like, hey, like, come on, bro. Does anybody teach you how to learn how to cover your mouth? I would, I, I, I mean, that's what I would have told them. But I, okay, if you were, I don't know, dude. It's just like, you were, you were wearing a mask. You know what's going on. You're not wait, lying. Wait, so he was wearing a mask? He was wearing a mask. Okay. And he was standing so, so close to us. Like, he was standing so close to us that it might have been uncomfortable, even if all this shit wasn't going on. Like, bro, why is he so, why is he so behind us? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, the fact that everything's going on, and he's standing that close, and he coughed. I love my wife, bro. I think I could take somebody out if I had to for my wife, because, you know, that's where I'm at in life. Bro, coughing is dangerous at this point. <laughs> you are threatening my wife. <laughs> that's like, uh, what is it like? It's like being a boxer and like trying to get in a fight. Like your your hands are technically uh, freaking weapons. Le- lethal weapons. Yeah, that cough. I don't know what you have in that cough, bro. And I, the, the the worst part about that was the fact that we were all in line. There was fifty people in line, bro. Socially distanced, sixty six feet apart, and there was no reason for any of us to be in line. That's Wait, the time I, we're in, though. Can I ask what day that was? What's today? Monday, it had to have been either Friday or Saturday, I would assume. So it was a busy day on top of it. You know what I mean? Like, so this Walmart experience really. Okay, no really joke. Ref- it was really a reflection of what's going on in the world right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, you walk into Target, no line. No line. Because, <laughs> dude, every time I've gone to Target, I don't think there's one single... T- it also depends what time, but I usually go to that fork like around 2 or 3. So That's a good time to go, though. Yeah, I went in there, and then no line. I didn't have to wait for anything. Um, people still weren't wearing masks, but I mean, that didn't bother. It was, it, was, it was definitely spaced out in the in the place. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I paid for going to Target. And yeah, since- I regret it. I should have went to Target, bro. I don't even remember why we ended up going to Walmart, to be honest with you, but that was a mistake. And we won't. That was a one time mistake. <laughs> it's not going to be repeated. <laughs> well, so I mean, I think that's a perfect segue for why. How do we stay mentally strong? And what, what to you is mentally strong? To you. Because as a as a dude who grew up um, from a father who was a, a little older, had a different mentality, it was all about that tough guy. Like, you don't show emotion. You don't let stuff affect you. You don't, you know what I mean? Like, you, you boys aren't allowed to cry. Like, man up. That's not what a man, my mom used to tell me, what are you, a man or a mouse? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be a mouse. I try to man up all the time. But then growing up, it's like you, you're forced to deal with your emotions. No, I don't give a fuck how tough you think you are. At one point or another, you're going to be forced to deal with that one, in one way or another. 
And with that being said, what do you consider the tough guy who doesn't let nothing bother him? He doesn't show emotion. Is that guy mentally strong? Or is the guy who's overly sensitive can communicate what he feels? Is that guy mentally strong? Because he can he can at least address what's going on in there. <laughs> I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you on the fence answer, Joel. Uh, I'm sorry, but I really wanted to see you go one way or another on this one. I think everyone has their phases in life where they they have to address every every single one of them. A good answer. Because I th- <laughs> I think when you're a tough guy, and how how many of us do we know that tough guy? Throughout his whole life, he's in his 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, maybe in his 40s, and then something tragic happens to him, and then all of a sudden he just blows up emotionally. Just breaks. But I mean, yeah. also, there's a there's an exception. Those are those people that they're stoic. They all they even if something happens, I'm like, oh, that's like, oh wow, yeah. he handled it really well. How come he didn't like cry or do anything? But I can see where being oversensitive and being aware of your 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 emotions it makes you um, a secure person where you have no like you have nothing to be afraid of because you're showing everything right. exactly so but as a dude growing up we're taught we're taught the opposite we're taught to like nah bro you you can't can't act like that that's not cool you know so i feel like it's a little confusing i think every dude at one point or another has to address that fact and he has to realize that like nah you gotta i'm not saying you gotta be you know crying every time anything happens but i'm saying like you you got to know how to address and how to accept your emotions and deal with them and and realize what they really mean you know that anger a lot of times that anger ain't really anger dude that's pain that's sadness that's that's something that you know something that's trauma like you you got to figure out what that really means though but it, no one else can that's, that's that's a that's a huge job for you that's it yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the the stuff. Uh, how how many uh, have you heard of the? Uh, a lot of like adults is, is stuff that they were dealing with their childhood, so it could be some sort of void in their life. Maybe yeah, their parents, you know, like I mean, for me, it was like my uh, my dad passed when I was six. So, I mean, lacking that that father figure, I know it, it to this day. I feel like it affects me in ways that I didn't think I think I had no way it was going to affect me. Well, uh, uh, if you don't mind, could you name some or or name one how it affected you that you feel? <sighs> It was more okay. So the one that affected me the most is like definitely seeing my mom take that fa- that father figure role. Mm. So basically, me and my brother just watched our mom just carry the team on her back, and it, 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 real it, MVP. The thing that it, dude, real MVP. And I feel like I, I think I told you this before. I feel like that almost did like a disservice for me and my brother. But you said like that's all you knew that she she could do at the time because that's all she she I need to provide for my kids. But I feel like it almost did us a disservice as far as like we we feel like we're always gonna be secure if like we're always with mom. And I'm like, mm, damn, like and so like Do you I, think do you think your mom did too much? Is that what you mean? As far as like you're you're not dependent on her, but like you feel that like you kinda need her around to feel comfortable. I think that I I think I, I do need part of her to feel uh have her around to feel comfortable. Okay. Because I think me and my brother also understand like, man, like we can't we just leave. Yeah. And it, I it's like that. It's one of those things where, like, dude, we understand what our mom did for us, man. She, like, it, like, like, it sounds, I don't want to sound corny or anything, but, like, man, our mom was our hero. Like, man, can you imagine, like, but, but she had shoulder the pain of the world and she asked for no help. She's like, so 
I'm not asking help from your uncle in San Francisco. I'm not asking help from your stepbrothers or your hat, your hat. I'm not, I'm sorry, my half brothers or my half sisters. Like I'm going to do this myself. If and, you and don't so, mind, could you go a, like a little deeper into sensitive, uh, how old you were when all this happened? How old you were maybe when you realized what you seen your mom going through? Stuff like that. Uh, so th- I know you were really young. Yeah, so I always I always tell you like I'm I'm glad well not glad but I mean if if I were to be glad about something that I'm glad it happened when I was six because mm-hmm. if I were to it would have happened to me now I mean that would be devastating just because of more like the attachment you're among, more mature mm-hmm. when I was six I mean I thought like it was a big old party in my house I'm like man everyone here for me like what <laughs> I was like hey I don't I've never seen you before like like what that what are you doing crazy. here oh you're that from crazy. you're from three four hours away oh that's cool you came down to see me man how long from that from that point of not knowing what's going on you think at the party at your house to realizing what really happened how long did that take you think I think it took like until I was like eight or nine because uh, oh, what wow. happened was my uncle would come down from San Francisco. And I, I love this this uncle so much because he basically like kind of masked the pain of like and made sure to check up on my mom because that, that's my yeah. dad's brother. Mm. So he would come down. I mean, he, dude, he would buy me every single video game that was out at the time. I mean, he bought me basically like a Madden, the NCAA mm. football game, whatever to make me feel. He's like, oh, he's like, what do you want? You want a brand new pair of shoes? I'll buy it for you. But... I think it was at that point I realized, okay, like my dad's not not uh, gonna be around, and he was like, he's like, yeah, take care of your mom, you know, be a good boy and stuff. So That's it was that tough, it was that man. moment. I can't imagine, bro. Uh, how often you think he? Uh, if you can guess, how often you think he was coming down every couple months? Uh... He, he definitely made it twice a year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Twice a year. The, and fact, then, like... the fact that you remember that shows the impact that it had on you you know what i'm saying like that, that's yeah. cool and then, and it's rough now because uh me and my brother we, we took a trip to the bay area last year he's a lot older now for sure and it, it kind of you can tell it kind of hurt me and my brother when we went down there and he's not all not i want to say not all there but he's definitely like he's he's slow walking you can he's tell fading. he's exactly he's yeah and it's just it's like tough. you, you kind of know like the end is near type of thing Father Time, bro, is undefeated, and it's so sad to see. Bro, I, I don't want to talk about it. I know we're going to talk about it later, but the last dance, look at Michael Jordan. That was the GOAT, bro. My man got a belly now, but that's okay. But it's like, it just shows that no matter what, bro, Father Time is undefeated. <laughs> like, it just, it takes everybody out slowly. Some people might be able to fight it off a little longer, but it, it comes against you, man, no matter what. But... How old, you have an older brother, right? Correct. Uh, how old was your older brother when all this began to happen, when your, when your father passed away? So, uh, he, he, he was 12. He's, we're six years uh, apart, so he was 12. Oh, so he was, do you happen to know any form of his perspective? Because he was a little bit older. Is his perspective much different than yours because you were so much younger at the time? <sighs> See, and that's the thing with my family. Like, we're, I want to say we're awkward, but the way I, I think everyone has a concept of, like, how Asian families work. I'm Filipino, but kind of mm-hmm. kind of the same umbrella. Like, a lot of it's, like, kind of stoic. We don't really talk too much about things. Um. I think I told you, like, I think I told my mom I love you for the first time, like, probably two, three years ago. Like, that's crazy. So, for, for just kind of grasp that for a second. Yeah. That, that's kind of like our household. And when, when things, when we got into an argument, we would never talk things out. We would just go to our rooms and be mad at each other for like three, four days. 
And we'll, once things like once we got around to like clearing things up, or like once once one person spoke, okay, we're okay, we're cool. Then we will start talking again. So it's something like that. But um, yeah, it's just what was the question again? I'm, dude, I kind of dude, I'm I'm literally just listening, bro, because I don't feel like we've even had these conversations as friends. Like, like I'm, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm literally just listening, bro. I forgot what I asked, bro. I. Oh, I asked, uh, do you think your brother has a different perspective on the fact that he was older when that happened to him? So, so, so just that background alone, I think my, my brother kind of, kind of like that stoic version of it, too. Like, I don't, I've never really talked to him about it. Um, okay, I never, okay. I never, yeah, and the thing is, I don't really talk to him about my mom either just because I don't want to bring up, like, old emotions. Hopefully she don't break down. But I know it's something I got to do eventually. That's crazy. So y'all live in a house together. Y'all don't really. I have a question for you. I never really knew this about. It. What was it? What was, what was a day in the life of Patrick being in trouble? I don't remember you really getting into. Did you get in trouble? Like, oh, trouble you, you guys just didn't hear about it. Like, but, okay, exactly. So what? What was you grounded? I mean, you went to your room. You said when you were mad, anyways. So grounding isn't doing it. What? What? What, are, what were they doing? What, what, I'm curious. What was your mom doing to punish you? I'm curious. She it's didn't a, have it's a just a Leon. It's just a really bad cold shoulder. That's all it is. Like, okay. if she would make dinner, she would just put it put it out there, and then she'll go straight to her room, close the door. And you're like, okay, well, I know it's safe to go eat now because she's in her room. Like, <laughs> that's what it was. But it, it would be like that for four or five days, and then once she made her, her mind around coming around to talk, then I was like, okay, things are good. I can, like, things are back to normal type of thing. So, so do you think that's giving you some kind of handicap? And the ability to have a conversation during a confrontation or uh, basically just to be able to talk through your feelings. That's got to be difficult. Like just in general and like in general, I, th- I think that's a, it's a big part in like maybe confrontation, like even at work or even at the gym or just somewhere. Yeah. So and. Well, not to be sidetracked, but I mean, like, I, I was going to tell you before we got on, but it was more like, man, I, I just want to thank you, too, because starting this, it's made me a, a more aware person of, like, talking and being a better communicator. And also... I hope that helps us. Yeah, I think it helps both of us. So I think it's dope that we started this. And also, it's more of, like, uh, it's cool because I remember once you go through things, I feel like you lose bits and parts of yourself. Like, you're not the same anymore. I agree. And I, I feel like doing this, it helped me be creative and it sparked that little flame up in me again. I'm like, my, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm so glad we started doing this because, like, I'm, I'm more, to, I, if, if you think about it, like, I'm more myself again. I'm more like, hey, like, hey, what's up, Joe? Like, what's that? Like, I, I feel it, bro. I think because we, when we get caught up in things that we enjoy doing, like, or not enjoy doing, but we take seriously, like, I think you take Barber seriously. Mm-hmm. And now, for me, I was taking bodybuilding for serious for a good minute. And I think you, after a minute, Things get too serious, and where you just you you change as a person. Yeah, because do you, do you feel like part of it is just getting lost in like the hamster wheel. Yeah, like, like you're just you're twisting that much, you're running that hamster wheel so hard that you just like, what day is it? What are we doing? Like, what do I want to do with my life? And next thing you know, two years pass, and you're like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are we doing? I I feel that same way. That was that was me for the past four years. I would go to the gym, go through the motions. All right, I'm going to get ready for a competition. Cool. And then as soon as you know it, four or five years pass, I'm like, damn, like, I really, I wouldn't say wasted these years, but it's like, dang, time really does fly. Fly, bro. Okay. On that subject, do you feel 
Um, what's been your, have you had a big realization in all of this, uh, not being able to live your normal life with the pandemic? Do you, do you have a realization? Have you come to one or? So my realization, if you guys didn't know it, my, my big thing, I like going to the gym. So right. the, the main thing, I guess you want to, if you want to call it a quote or something is you got to be good with or without it. Mm. And if you could apply to anything in life, like think about the things like think about the things that you hard. Yeah, something that in your life, like you love doing something. Well, this is showing you, hey, you got to be good with or without it, bro. Bro, that hit me so hard because I love being a barber and I identified myself so much as being a barber. That's what I did. That's what I was. And it's been taken away from me. And I feel like a lost soul right now. <laughs> so I get that. I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and, that, that, and the people that, that know me are like first listeners. I mean, I'm, I, I dedicate myself into the gym. I go hard. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, for me, I describe it to people in the gym. It's, it's like, you know, some people, they wake up and it's, it's a cup of coffee to start the morning. And then you're like, all right, all right cool. I, I can go about my day. For me, it's like if I hit the gym, all right, cool. I can go about my day. You know you accomplished something. Mm-hmm. Maybe, oh, wait, so we, I, I want to just be about me and all my... Okay, so for you being a single child, how, how did that oh, affect you, man? <clears throat> Speaking for only children, a uh, single child isn't the term we uh, normally like. It's only child. Thank you. Oh, oh my Because technically, I'm married. I'm not single. I'm still an only child, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just fucking with I, was, I was like, wait, was like, how do I word this? Oh, shit. <laughs> no. Okay. As Patrick as the what, dickhead though, coming through again. <laughs> <laughs> apologize again, Pat. And no, I'm just kidding. Uh, impromptu speech. Uh, I apologize uh, to the Noriega family, including uh, Lydia. And yeah. <laughs> Bro, if you, if you say that again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, Medusa. Don't say Medusa. shit. <laughs> All, right. All right, go go ahead, go ahead, explain. Uh, what was the question? Being a single child, what? what, what, an, what only, an only child. Did that affect uh, you? Like, how did that affect you uh, growing up? And also, like, how do you carry yourself to to this day? Um, it's. It, I feel like it's basically molded who I am. Um, so as far as just, I don't know, man. You you don't really have no one to lean on. My parents told me. My parents, my parents had me later in life. I'm AKA, I'm on, technically I'm a miracle baby. You know, it's a weird thing to say. It's, I feel uncomfortable saying it, but my parents tried to have kids for 11 years. They went to doctors. There was, they, they just told my mom, there's a small percentage of women who just aren't fertile, aren't fertile. Right. So whatever, whatever, 11 years later, I'm almost pregnant. Here I come. So my parents have been married already for years. They had already started their lives or whatever. So they had me later in life. So the generation gap was so big that I really had nothing to relate to them on. Like none of the entertainment we liked, none of the music we liked together, like nothing, nothing aligned. So because of that, it made me feel like even more so alone. You know what I mean? Like not only am I an only child, I have no kids around me that appears to bounce ideas off of play with inter- interact with whatever is also there's a huge gap between my parents and me so I had a really hard time with that I feel like that's why I put so much value into my friendships I remember as a kid my parents used to always tell me your friends aren't everything your friends aren't everything they're not going to be there you know we're going to be here for you da, 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 da. your family da, da, da. I'm like all right all right for sure I listen I listen the day after my wedding, my mom called me and she told me that she was sorry for saying that 
all those years because she was proud of the friends that I selected to be around me because because I put so much value into it, I was extra particular about who I let be around me, who I let remain around me, who I, I let enter my circle. Because once you're in my circle, I mean, you can ask anyone in my circle. You can rely on me for whatever. You, I'm a text phone call away. I'll, I'll figure out a way to help, you know, if I can. Um, but because of that, I had to be so particular about who I let around me because I feel like I could easily be taken advantage of. I feel like I, I'm willing to give. So if, if you're around me and you're willing to take, <laughs> I'm going to give. <laughs> so I got to be careful about who I let be around me, if that makes sense. And that I don't know if that becomes from being an only child that I'm, I'm more, more like, I don't know, defensive of like letting people in. It's just because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to le- let you in, think I can lean on you and I can't. Because then I'll immediately cut you off. <laughs> and that's just how I deal and I'm not saying that's healthy bro but that's just how I deal with shit like if I if I don't feel like you're bringing positive energy in my life and there's nothing that I feel like we can do to change that I'm just gonna I'm just gonna step away nothing personal I'm not gonna talk shit about you dude if we were cool and we had secrets between each other and we you know what I mean like I knew stuff about you that you didn't want no one to know I'm not gonna go out blabbing my mouth that's not my style bro like those secrets are buried it is what it is we're good, but we're not, we don't need to continue to interact anymore. So, it's, it's almost I like, know, a, man. I say it's almost, it's probably almost like so much like a, a relationship with like a, a significant other in a way. Like if you, if you break up yeah. with them, it's, it's just like that. I get, I feel like because the, they always, the best way is just cut it completely off hundred percent. Like no, no ties whatsoever. And that's how I, I dealt with uh, anytime I, I felt like someone as cocky as it sounds, didn't deserve to be in my life. If that, I mean, I, I don't want to sound cocky, bro, but I feel like I try to be a good person. I try to look out for people. I try to take other people's emotions into uh, uh, into factor, like have empathy for them. Um, so I know that about me. So I gotta be extra aware about who you know who who's around. That's all. I mean, I don't know. I'm a picky person when it comes to people. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel it. I mean, so yeah, it's it's crazy because you you talk about being a miracle baby. I was a miracle baby too because uh, my my dad was sixty five and my mm. mom was this point man. She was like forty or forty one when she had me. See, my mom was forty, so yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's about right. You got you got your you're, dad, your dad you, y'all should be blessed because you're listening to two miracle <laughs> babies right now. So basically, this situation is a miracle. So you six people still listening. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, seriously though, I the, the the whole only child thing it it strongly affected who I am, who what I do, how I interact with people. For the longest time, I remember my friends, even up to high school, up until our senior year, asking me, "Hey, man, like." You don't ever really talk about like nothing. <laughs> I always be around. I always talk about what's going on, but I would never talk about me. I would never let no one into that level. It took years for me to allow people to, to let them into that level. You know when you think you're a weirdo? Imagine thinking you're a weirdo, but you see your sibling also a weirdo, and you'd be like, oh, well, you know, it's not just me. I thought I was a weirdo and there was no one to me to compare it to. So when I look around, I'm like, shit, it might just be me out here. 
like people don't see what I see and think what I think. So it's like, I, I was really uh, cautious about letting people in on that. I didn't want them to judge me. I'm like, dude, you're, you're weird. Like, <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know about that. Yeah, bro. I, it's always, I mean, it's always affecting me, dude. I, I, just uh, being alone, bro. Alone, alone. I remember getting a Nintendo 64 and being so excited until I realized I had nobody to fucking play with. <laughs> it came with two controllers, bro. What did I need the second controller for? <laughs> oh, my God. My friends couldn't come over every day. Hey, hey wait, no, I, wait, wait. So this is this is not, it's like a, a an old story when I, when I barely met friends with Omar and Joel, if you listen to the previous one. So <laughs> basically, I would invite Joel to birthday parties. And, you know, I was like, hey, I was like, hey, Joel, I'm about to have a big birthday party, man. You down to come? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm down to come. And so they had the birthday party, you know, there's a bunch of RC colas and some root beers on the table, some fruit roll up. And then, <laughs> and then I hear a doorbell and then freaking Joel, Joel, Joel opens the, or I open the door and Joel's there. I'm like, oh, shoot, what's up, Joel? And then like, and then, but like, Joel's the only one that invites to my party though, because he was my only friend at the time. I mean, <laughs> Hey, bro, that was more fruit roller for us, man. <laughs> and just, dude, I was gonna, I was gonna give it was something like that, but I was gonna give that to, uh, at your wedding. I was gonna give a speech like that at your wedding. That was just like a short version of it. That's funny, bro. That's really funny. I, I, I don't know if I remember that completely, but that, that's really funny. Basically, the, the party was like we had a bunch of fruit roll up and cake, and we would just play video games. That's what it was. What more do we need, bro? Let's be honest, dude. Simpler times, simpler <laughs> all, all, times. You know, all, you know what that means? All that means, I'd have to wait. You know when you lose and you gotta wait for your next turn of the controller? Yeah. All that means is I don't gotta wait, bro. We can keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's what that was like. I mean, like Joel's Joel lived like four or five houses away from me. Right. That was I mean, that was pretty and I would invite him to, to sleepovers and like Joel's the only one I invite to the sleepover. <laughs> You're the first person I seen with posters on their wall. Bro. That was new to me. I hadn't seen that yet, because like I said, only child didn't be around people. Uh so, so to see you with the posters was different. Like, that, that was another thing about being on a child. Is going to other people's houses, I learned so much. Like, I would just soak stuff in and how people operated. Because every household is different. And I was always the friend that went over to other people's houses. It was very rare that uh, friends would come over to my house. Not really sure the reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying my house sucked or anything, but I, I don't know. But I was, for some reason, I was always the one of my friends to go to other people's houses. And being that kid at a young age to go to other people's houses and kind of just see how other houses operate was just so weird. I used to just soak all that in, I remember. See, okay, so, so maybe you can relate on a, on a point together because since we lived in, like, weird um, households, uh, was it weird for you when you seen other families affectionate to each other or, like, oh... Oh hey me oh hey oh how, how's your day Dude, okay. or oh hey like did you get today? One. It was uh I was seventeen. I had a girlfriend at the time. I was always around the, her uh, her family, and the dad was so loving to the daughter. She uh, it was two daughters. He was so loving. Uh, I love you. Have a good day, baby. Uh, he would go outside, turn the car on, heat it up for the you know so they could leave. Like he would go out of his way, bro. And I'd be like, damn, like, is that what family love's supposed to look like? And I remember going to my mom and being like, Ma, why don't you tell me you love me? Like, why don't you tell me have a good day? Like, I don't understand. 
And ever since that point, I ain't gonna lie, my mom's done a better part. But then I try to think back and I'm like, I wonder if my mom was less affectionate with me because my dad wanted me to be not a wuss. <laughs> if that makes sense, you know? I always wondered that. I, I need to actually ask them one day. Like, I wonder that because, or was that just how they were? Because my parents were never really, uh, like I said, they were older. So by the time I was able to remember, they were already in their 50s. They weren't, I don't ever remember them being like super affectionate. I remember my, maybe watching them kiss a couple times in my lifetime. That's it. I don't, my dad's not the dude that holds hands, you know? Not that guy. I, I hey, can we, can we also say your dad? I mean, well, I don't want, never mind, I'm not going to say anything. I'm, say his name and I'll fight you, bro. No, I, I was going to say your dad was a G. <laughs> My dad been a G, bro. He's yeah. still a G. My dad's yeah. still, he moves silent like a G's in lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a real one, dog. So that's uh, that's funny. I mean, like, well, not funny, but it's that's I, that, I, that's what I experienced in my household. Because remember, I was telling yeah. you, like, my mom would never say those things, and that's what was weird. But like, I was like, why can't I? I think I was talking to one of my family members, and I was like, man, like, why can't I, she can be that person how I see in other families? And she's like, well, she basically told me. So what, well, why do you expect your your mom to be different? Your dad was the same way too, and I was like, damn. So maybe like there was no change in them because that's how they were. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure if that's what the reason was with my dad and my mom, but dude, dude. So you're telling me to this day you still haven't talked to your mom about any of that stuff? To this... Are you? Wait, 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 wait. Can, can, I, can I quote? Can I quote? Some, can I quote someone? Sure. To this day. To this day. <laughs> So do you have no plan, no intentions, no to even ever address it? Or no, I bet you would because or? there are things I want to address. Like, I mean, obviously, like, I want to learn recipes and stuff from her. I want to know the whole story of how she met dad. I don't know the, I don't know the thing. You don't know that? Because I don't, I don't, it's a thing I don't want to bring up where I don't want to bring up. Like, okay. I have a question, Pat. What is a normal combo? What's the normal conversation topics between you and your family? I'm Man, curious, people, bro. Because you guys don't seem to talk about emotions, which is cool, but I want to know what y'all talk about. People are going to be thinking I'm like a weird, high grill weirdo. No, like, dude, dude. You're a great guy, Pat. But I mean, not, honestly, if, if any of the six females listening, <laughs> just, my boy is if, a good dude. If and you, if you're taking one of his friends, will. I'm sure love him. <laughs> well, if you guys if you guys see my thirst chest, my attempt at thirst chest oh, this weekend. <laughs> bro, I'm so proud of you. I knew you I knew you would come through. I said put something thirsty out there. Let's see. Can can I ask uh do we we get any a- any bites or nibbles? Any bites, any nibbles, <laughs> any 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 slight anything? Nothing? Nothing? That's why I'm so sad about the podcast. I mean, oh, okay, yeah, let, let's means. let's be honest. You okay, means, I'm not Pat. gonna be doing anything in these times, man. Like I just no, ex- no, I just explained to you. Pat. I just explained to you. Like, I I know what you got to do. I, Next, we're, we're we're turning it up a notch. <laughs> we are turning it up a notch. The first thirst trap. You were flexing. You the sun shining, muscles glistening in the sun. I get it, bro. You, I get it, but. I think the shirt got to come off, man. I don't know, man. I think that's what the ladies want. I think if you do that during this, I think all this week going to be in the 80s, my guy. This is perfect time. Oh. You get the right sunlight, the right lighting. I think this could be the thirst trap. I think this could be the thirst trap that nails you your <laughs> quarantine cuddle. <laughs> 
quarantine cuddle. <laughs> bro, I feel so bad for single people right now. Like, the quarantine cuddle? Quarantine and chill? Are you serious? This is Netflix and chill on a heightened level. <laughs> you got me dying, Joe. Ugh. My bad, bro. But no, I mean, like, it is going to be hot this weekend. That's for sure in this week. <laughs> but... Because if, if everyone who's been following my stories, I've been supporting local businesses maybe a little too much, you know, if you feel me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat. I got the move. I know what we do, bro. On Thursday, we throw it back. We are going to throw it back to your competition days, Pat. <laughs> we are just going to show you on stage holding that first place. And that's going to be the first. Dude, girls do this shit all the time. It's going to work, Pat. You just throw it back. You TBT this mother sucker on Thursday, bro. And I need, I don't want to see it. I want to see, I want to hear the kind of responses you get from the thirst. So, That's all. so is that, we're, we're saving that for next time. We're going to, we want to hear the responses or if we got yeah, any I nipples. Wanna hear, I want to see if the nipples gave me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if. The, the answer to the question was you being completely shirtless. You know what? Maybe we should do shirtless first and then save the throwback. The throwback will be our last, like, Hail Mary play. You weren't kidding when you said this was going to be off the rails today. Off the rails. Oh, I never, I never even explained why, bro. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Like I said. We'll save the thirst for next time. We'll save the, the thirst is coming. It's coming. The, thir- the thirst so, is coming. Like I said, my wife got an A. So super excited, taking shots. But before before two, I, I was already four shots in. When I text you at like one, I was like, dude, this is gonna it's gonna go off the rails, bro. <laughs> but then my good friend Pat decided to hit me with uh, what they like to call a reality check. Oh my god. <laughs> and, and that reality check basically showed me that we have a lot of supporters, and I appreciate the support. But by the numbers. By the numbers, which I live by. I love numbers because numbers don't lie. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. By the numbers, according to this, there's like seven people that are still into this at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And it says we have 140 downloads. According to the numbers, most of y'all stop listening. (laughs) Okay, everyone stop listening to to Joel right now. This is my aggression. Joe, what what if I told you episode number two, Shoot Your Shot, is at 61 downloads? It makes me feel better because that was a good goal. And then, all and that means, all that means now, bro. See, Pat, kind of messed it up for me a little bit. You took me off the high. You said you didn't want to get off the high, and you took me off the high, bro. You said we're doing, you were showing me all these great numbers, all these downloads. I'm like, holy shit, we got almost 300 downloads? No way. And then you show me the real. You went behind the curtain and you show me behind the curtain. And according to that, I could basically text message the six people who want to hear me talk. I could hold up the conversation with them. Any questions they had, I could ask them personally. I could answer it. Anyone, uh, those six people, or you could DM Joel. Uh... Yeah, DM, bro. Matter of fact, Tommy uh, accused me. Of closing the beaches down. <laughs> he not yes, in Tommy. California right now, and he hit me up about the. I yes. told him I can't wait for the next episode, motherfucker. 
And, bruh, it's a pilot, though. It's almost at 100. It's at 98. Bro, don't get me wrong, bro. The downloads are great. I love it. But does it hurt you a little bit more that they download it? That means they already support us. That means they probably, on some kind of level, know who you or I is, right? Yeah. Then they press play. And I'll give it to them. Podcasts are long. I listen to podcasts all the time. There's a lot of times where I catch it in three-minute segments on my drive to the drive-thru. That four-minute segment, I'll catch a little bit of the podcast, you know, on the way back, catch another four minutes, whatever. So I get pausing, stopping. But according to the numbers, after three minutes, basically me and Pat are talking just to talk. And that's why I made this episode more about getting to know you, Pat. I want to get to know you. <laughs> that's what originally we did this is so me and you can conversate. When you, I agreed to this because I was like, I get to talk to my friend Pat once a week with our phones down. We're not going to have no distractions. Like I'm, I'm all for it. And then we got all these downloads. And my head got big. It got big, Pat. <laughs> we talked about keeping it small, but it got fucking big. Some guy said, oh, man, I don't want to talk about it. Point is, I'm back to reality. I'm back to realizing that me and you are having this conversation for me and you. <laughs> okay, first, I want to know who Blockman 5 is. Though. Is that is that a legit, is that someone that we know? Honestly, it sounds like it's a bot at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't I tell you that those wordings were too proper? I told you that the punctuation was too proper for someone that listened to our podcast to comment. <laughs> I told you, Pat. I told you. You didn't believe me, man. You didn't believe me. Well, for people who don't know me, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a positive thinker. So, I mean, we're good. I... Don't get me wrong. I'm going to keep doing this. But I'm doing this for you and me. Yes. <laughs> cool. That's all, all we need. People. Us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that. But we still have more stuff to talk about. Uh, do you want you want to talk about sports or anything, or if you want, Pat? <laughs> Just kidding. It was tough. Okay, so first topic I want to bring up is I know you're a bigger Game of Thrones fan. Huge. Watched them all. I watched that whole show in like three months, less than that probably. I've yet to watch it. You have. <laughs> I'm breaking your heart even more. You know nothing, Pat. You know nothing. I'm breaking your heart even more. So those who watch Game of Thrones and who are pretty close to the fitness industry, you guys pretty know over the weekend that Hathor Bjornsson broke Eddie Hall's... Uh, Is that the big... What's the big guy's in the fucking movie called? In the show, what's he called? He's what's the mountain. The mountain. God, He's God. the mountain. You know, he is the mountain. You know that, wait, wait, wait. Did you know there was two mountains? In yeah, that show? Yeah. So there was there was that like a, was that like an evil. Oh no no like so he got he got like a they yeah cut him, right? he got uh he got uh, replaced. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Is, this, is this the second guy? This is the second guy. So okay. this is this is the second guy. He break Eddie Hall's uh, he record. He is huge. His calf looks like my waist. Like that's not right. Uh, let me that's nuts. For those who don't know who I'm talking about, I mean, and those who can't. You know, understand how big this guy is. This guy is six nine, four fifty pounds. Four fifty. Four fifty. But see, the crazy part is he's such in good shape. He looks like he weighs like three fifty. No, for sure. <laughs> but the fact that he weighs four fifty. Four fifty, bro. If he punches you in the head, do you die? <laughs> do you what, die? Did Did you see that video with Conor McGregor? He He was sparring with. I him? see. I did see that. Yeah. So that. that I but mean, that's he, not fair. I'm talking about him fighting someone his size. 
Man, I, okay, man, I am so, man, you, it sounds like you heard this before, but hold on, let, let, let's watch the video of him lifting, uh, deadlifting 11. A thousand and four pounds. Mm -hmm. What's the four pounds? I don't I've been know. lifting for a long time. Where do you get the twos? Maybe like the little <laughs> tiny plates, but let, let's play it. Okay, let's see. He's wrapping. Oh, it. oh my God. You want, okay, there we go. go. He's wrapping it up. He's barefoot. He got chalk everywhere. And pounds. He's getting ready. And this is like a car right here. People don't understand. This is a car in the thousand pounds. Oh, bar is completely bent. And oh, damn, he deadlifted it, bro. That's incredible. He unties himself. He flexes. He's pumped. He's hype. He just broke a world record, apparently. Man. Yeah, let's go. He's hella hype with his coaches, looks like. Or... Oh, he's getting a little lightheaded. He yeah, man. He looks like he's getting a little lightheaded. He's like, where am I? <laughs> I blacked out. I blacked out. I swear, what happened? What happened? That's funny. Okay, so we've seen that. Okay, so he just dead left it. I stopped. 1,100 pounds. Mm -hmm. So the most Patrick, important you go thing... To the gym. You go to the gym, Patrick. I'm not trying to call you. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm not trying to have you flex. But how much can you get there? And don't give me no bullshit that I haven't done it in a long time. I don't care. At whatever I, point in your life, what's the most you've deadlifted? I have a weak deadlift. So mine's like probably around 360, 375. 360, so I'm not that strong in the deadlift. Okay. So this guy just did a 1,100 pounds. Yeah. Okay, so the most important thing is what happened after the the deadlift. I'm calling he passed out. He threw up and passed out. There's nope. no way. So if you, say, let's say if you're the guy who had the record before, you know, uh, <laughs> how how you would be feeling, you know, right? He pissed. But, but this guy, he continues to freaking, let, 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 let's listen to this. Hold on. Does he call him out? Please don't call him out. Oh, he calls him out. He calls him out. The biggest I've ever seen, you know, at least online wise, this is huge. I'm just absolutely proud. Or what is next for you? Ah, uh, wow. Something new and big. You know, Core Sports just offered me a seven bigger contract. Um, this is the biggest contract of my life. I've signed it already. At the hall, has been running his mouth now for some weeks, and I know that he got the same deal. Same contract. Wait, wait, wait. So, at the at this camera. Eddie, I know, you know, I just knocked out your record and now I'm ready to knock you out in the ring. I knew it! Time to put your fists where your big mouth is and sign the core sports contract. Whoa! She said she got no hold nipples! Hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Can I see who the other guy is that okay. he's talking about? Because... Um, we were just talking about the dude whose name is the fucking mountain, and he just deadlifted 1100. He broke the other guy's record, so obviously the other guy's big and strong too. Okay, but hold on. so you're telling me they're gonna fight like a UFC fight, like a mixed martial arts fight? What are we talking about? WWE? So they agreed to a boxing fight. A box? I'd rather see him. You mixed martial arts, bro. That'd okay. be the way. That was my next question: Is would you pay to see this? Yes. Bro, two gargantuan monsters going at it? That's the closest thing we're going to get to seeing the Hulk and Thor ever fight. Like, that's the closest thing. 
Okay, so what I brought up is basically their height and weight and all that good stuff, so... Let me see the call. The dude that he's talking about is Eddie Hall, the Beast. The Beast. Anyone nicknamed The Beast is scary. He's I hate old. that. What, what weight is that? He's 6'2", and then his weight's going to be... I don't know what it... Oh, okay, it's, 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 it's stone, but I don't know what the freaking... Well, here we are in stone. We don't know. <laughs> fucking... But basically, I think everyone understands like how bit like people in the fitness industry. I mean, well, okay, he, whatever he is, he's he's fifty stones heavier. <laughs> <laughs> However much a stone is, the beast is fifty stones lighter than uh, Mountain, aka nicknamed Thor. Um, They're both relatively oh, the same age. But how I mean, come I've never? How come I've never ever heard of the beast and he has more money than the guy who was in Game of Thrones? I don't know. Is he I don't famous? Know. Out somewhere else. I, th- I want to say uh, he has like his own um, supplement company. Seventeen thousand calories per day, Pat. You know a lot about fitness. How re- when you were bulking up the biggest you could get? How many calories were you getting down? I was getting four to five, man. Four to five thousand. Mm-hmm. So this beast is eating seventeen thousand calories a day. That's like four times of what I was eating. Well, he about four times as big as you, so I guess it add up. <laughs> so tell me why why you would see it again. You said you would, uh... dude. That's a close. That's, a, that's they're gargantuans. Just to see them fight, I would I would prefer it to be a mixed martial arts fight rather than a boxing match. A boxing match that's gonna be about a three two two minute fight. And you have I mean, a, a mixed martial arts. At least they would wrestle. They'd probably be on the ground for a minute. It'd probably last a little longer. I don't know. Can I Either tell you why I, I wouldn't want to see it? What is that? Okay, so I wouldn't want to see it because it's... Okay, anybody remember... Okay, Deontay Wilder, you know, it, it got a little ugly, yeah. you know? Like, he got a little tired. This is going to be exact same clone of this. And let me add but, that that they have, they're going to be throwing alligator punches because they're so stiff. Like, I'm out. But they're both stiff, so it's fair. It's going to be like two T-Rexes fighting each other. But, like... They just, it just, they're gonna look so big, bro. These guys are twice as big as Wilder. Wilder weighed in like 217. This guy's 440. True, but would you pay to see it? How much would I pay? I would pay $29.99. <laughs> During the pandemic, I would pay $39.99 because I'm really bored. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. My thoughts are I feel like it would be ugly, it'll be really quick. Okay, ugly. How ugly are we talk? We talking? I'm talking about that. Then Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz last fight when that was hard to watch. Because I don't think they have cardio. I mean, if someone, someone maybe from the strong, the the powerlifting community can maybe prove me wrong, but I feel like they have no cardio. You're, you're focusing on the wrong thing, Pat. You are focusing on the wrong thing. Cardio. I want to see if one of these dudes can knock one of the other dudes' heads off <laughs> in the first two minutes, and if that's all I got to pay forty dollars for. I need a cool undercard. Don't get me wrong. There has to be like a celebrity fight undercard. Give me something to look forward to. You know, but but I I, I would pay to watch it. I ain't gonna lie. But then again, I I like fighting and these dudes are superhumanly big. All right. Well, from one one uh from boxing to maybe MMA, did you hear about how Bob Arum and his statements toward uh Dana White? He basically called him a bad person. Like, he basically did what you did to me when I went to the beach. You called me a terrible person because I'm trying to live my life. And that's basically what Bob Arum doing to Dana White. Dana White's just trying to live his life, make it. Dude, is he wrong? That is Okay, am I wrong? Is the fight in Florida 
Was it, it is, no, you're, you're right. It's in Florida. <laughs> okay. So he's going about this completely legal. He went to a state that's open. They're allowing sporting events. He's going to control the environment. He's going to do the sporting event. Well, if, if I'm Bob Arum, I'm, I'm totally with Bob Arum on this one. Just because I'm trying to protect my brand. And you know what he's you're a, doing? He's a boxing guy. Yeah, but you know what you're doing? Because I, I, I know MMA's on the way up. I know it, 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 it's MMA here, boxing right here. As of, as of after Mayweather retired, for sure. That's yes. A, that for sure made a transfer. So we're trying to build a way up. You know, we got, we got a couple fights. We got Deontay Water and Tyson Fury. We got Lomachenko who's coming up. We got a good welterweight division. So Crawford, all those Spencer dude, Junior. But what well, I am, I'm that person that's that old person's telling them to get off the lawn because that they're they're over here, they're about to put on the freaking card. But over here, I'm boxing. I don't have an opportunity to put on. Let's say we put on Lomachenko versus uh, I don't know who they're trying to pair him up with. But imagine that in the empty arena. There is no way that boxing. You have to put on a freaking good card for that to happen. And so I'm Which bitter. Boxing never does. Exactly. They only give you the main event, and you mm-hmm. pay for that main event. So basically, the main event would look like the prelims of a boxing card. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> so I wouldn't want you to go on with it, Joel. But yeah, I still watch it. Like I said, no, let's do it right now, man. Like, okay, do you think that this UFC breaks uh, a record, or does it get close? Does it do normal numbers? Does it do weaker than normal because people are broke? Like, what are you thinking? I want to say it breaks. Breaks a record? Highest ever? Yeah, just because I feel people are wanting to buy it, just because there's. I mean, think about what's the last live sporting event that we had? Oh, the, the last nothing. dance has been holding me through this. They've been. Would you say? They're milking. <laughs> they're milking. Man. They're milking this whole process, and I'm 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 at the teat just looking away. Bro. <laughs> I'm loving it, but other than that, bro, there's like you said, there's nothing, man. There's no. There's nothing. Oh. If this dude's still listening, <laughs> Alex, he wanted to call us out. He said that there's no, he got upset that we had stated there is no live sports going on as of right now. But we continue to forget to mention the WWE has been going strong since this has been happening. Okay, fair. But can I say my head, I don't count that as a sport. So if you're listening to this, Alex, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex, I keep a close eye to it, and I'm not gonna lie, it's 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 hard to watch, man. It's Bro, hard to it's watch. Ha- oh, it's hard to watch as an adult because you know it's fake and you're not into it anymore. It's harder to watch with no crowd because now it just looks like grown men playing pretend. And grown men playing pretend is a little uncomfortable to watch while you've been at home worried about not working for the last month, bro. Like, I don't want to see you play pretend, bro. <laughs> it, it's it's hard to watch because not only that, they're in Florida in a smaller stadium. No one's there. So it, it's it's almost like a comics performing in front of an empty audience or some, an yeah. entertainer performing at an empty audience. It's, it's awkward. Um, it is awkward, bro. But it's that's just that's Vince McMahon for you, man. He, he wants to continue to keep putting stuff out and... I mean, yep. I get it. They got bills to pay. Everyone, everyone need to make money, man. I understand. I completely understand. But while we're on on the UFC thing, before we switch to the Last Dance, um, 
Let's get some predictions, man. If this card actually oh. goes through. I've me... already made financial decisions and who I'm going for. Oh, okay. We're... See how I said that? I didn't say gambling. I made financial decisions and <laughs> who I am going for. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So uh, yeah. we're going to we're gonna do some prelim fights because obviously there's some uh, fights in there that we can uh, definitely uh, put some bets on or predictions on. Can we do little ch- Okay, how about me and you? If we are against the fight, it's uh, 20 push-ups per fight. Ooh, I like that. Fair? That's okay. fair, right? So... I can, see the card. If I can pull the card up with me, too. Okay, I got it. I can see it, too. You got it? Yeah, I can see it. If you so can see are, we, are we going to go over the, the prelim fights and we're going to predict these two? Uh, can we just go to, like, the main event of the prelims? What about the, okay, what about the Anthony Pettis and Cerrone fight? That's what I'm saying. Just the main event of the prelims. That's okay. the only one I want okay. to predict. So, who you got in this one? Go time? I got Pettis, bro. I think Pettis... I think... I think... Cowboy has given his heart to the UFC. And what do you say, Joe? Are you saying that he could possibly be fixing fights? No, no. I think he I think he gave everything he had. I think he fought so many times the UFC asked him to fight on short notice. He did he was the company man. He always went above and beyond. And I think it, it bit him in the ass, dude. You you only have a certain amount of punches you can take to the head. Like you seen what McGregor just ran through him, bro. It was hard to watch. And Pettis is an animal still. Pettis is still an animal. The only difference is that people have caught Pettis. Pettis was ahead of his game when he came out. That mofo was one of the most legit dudes to come out when he was on top. And then I feel like the game kind of caught up to him. But he's still one of those guys. Who For sure. Got I, I got Donald Cerrone. I like your argument. Oh. But, but I love... I like I like Don, I like Donald Cerrone just because I feel like he's gonna have that fire lit under him. He wants to prove that he's still this badass. He's cowboy. He does all this crazy wakeboarding and cowboy rodeo riding, and <laughs> I'm still gonna whoop your ass on Saturday night type of guy. So I, I got Everyone Donald Cerrone. Everyone loves a comeback story, bro. Exactly. Everyone loves a comeback. Mm-hmm. Okay, what we got next? We're moving to the Party. main card now. We got Party. former Party. cowboy Panther. Greg Hardy. Don't call him a cowboy. He was really only there for like a half a season. Like, He's still the former cowboy. <laughs> Versus, I've never seen this guy before, but his name's Jorgon DeCastro. Who we got in this So one? are you going for the guy you've never seen before or the cowboy? AKA the Panther. I'm going for the I'm going for the cowboy. I'm sorry. It's, it's just, I don't I know this. I will go for the other guy on pure fact that the other guy's not really a cowboy. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's so far we're at 40 push-ups okay There's wait a, so we're doing 20 per each fight that 20 per fight okay all right okay. so you guys heard that there and then with the next one we got stevens jeremy stevens versus calvin kidder and for people that don't know or don't remember jeremy stevens is the guy who interrupted conor mcgregor and said who the fuck is this guy who the, who the fuck, fuck is, is this guy <laughs> i would i would i would pick stevens and what, what's your reason behind that joel Honestly, I don't. I don't really know who Qatar is. <laughs> okay, well that that makes my case easy. I'll go with uh, Calvin. I think it's yeah. Cater or Qatar. Yeah, Cater. Cater. I think it's I don't Cater. Know. You said Cater. I I saw Qatar. It's probably is Cater. My fault. The people that don't know Calvin, he this dude's a he's a beast. He's really nice. His his boxing really crisp. But for Jeremy Stevens, Jeremy Stevens, that dude hits like a Mack truck. So it, mm-hmm. it can That's honestly taking. It could end any any uh, moment with Jeremy Stevens in it. So. I'm taking that right hand to end the fight. Okay. 
You heard it here first. It's going to be recorded. So if it happens, I really predicted it. That's the cool <laughs> thing about this shit. We are going to have footage of our predictions. So if exactly. we're right, we can really nail that motherfucker. So the next one, I, which I should be like, it should be the co-main event, but we could beg to differ. It's Oh, Francis. let me hear these names. <laughs> All right. So we got Francis Ngannou versus Jarzinho Rosenstroik. Okay. I want to hear you say who you got so I can just say I got the other guy. I don't gotta say names. <laughs> I got I got Rosenstroik, man. This, nice. Th- this guy is gonna be the the Chicago Bulls to what the Detroit Pistons were. He's he's mm-hmm. coming up. This guy took Allison Overeem's lip with him. This guy's coming well, Al- up. Alistair Overeem is on the back end of his career. So I don't care who who do you know that took a, their lip with him. I ain't gonna lie, that was really disgusting to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll take that fight too, though. Twenty push-ups. Okay. So you got Francis oh. Ngannou. The king of cringe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I found out what his saying was. His saying is, bend the knee and bow down to Triple C. Because what it is, he's a tr- he calls himself a triple champion. He was an Olympic champion. He was a, a bantamweight champion and a flyweight champion. So that's why he calls himself Triple C. All right, so we got okay. Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz, who hasn't fought in a year or two, I believe. So this is there's no warm up fight. This guy, this guy says that there's no. How old is Dominic Cruz? Uh, Let's. He takes such absences from the ring. I feel like he's older than we really think he is. He's always out for like a year, two years, and then come in and fight. He is thirty five years old. Okay, I guess that's not too old. But I mean, Cejudo got to be what early thirties, late twenties. He's still in his prime, I think. He is 33 years old. Oh, never mind. Well, who you got on that one? I'm going to take the Dominator, Dominic Cruz. The guy The guy proves that there's no ring rust. really don't want to root for the King of Cringe, but just to make it interesting, I should take it. <laughs> okay, so you're right there. And now we're back to the main card. That got canceled five times, and now we have a new challenger. And it's going to be Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. I'm going to let you pick this one first. Let me double check what my financial status is. I have Gaethje. (laughs) Okay. Based off the fact that the person I was making financial decisions with wanted um, Ferguson. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm taking. I have no option, but I'm gonna take El Kukui because this guy. If you didn't see, he posted the day that the actual fight was. He made weight, so you see how how tough that dude is. He's just like, nah. Is that a benefit in any way? I, it just shows or... how tough this guy. He's like, no, you know what? He, this guy, this guy's weird, man. Have you seen this guy at the press conference? This guy, this guy had gloves on and he had a baseball. And he was just playing with through the whole 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 little thing against Khabib, and it's like, bro, what is this guy doing? This guy's weird. He's definitely a different kind of individual. He trains real different. He he didn't do physical therapy when he tore his ACL. And speaking from someone who's torn his ACL twice and to not do physical therapy and then to professionally fight months later, that's different, dude. That's different. Okay, so we wrapped that up. Everyone heard the picks. All right, so now we're Nobody talking about. That. What'd you say? <laughs> Nobody heard. I'm, everyone's going to hear this. This is just for our push-ups. This is just... <laughs>
<laughs> All right, so now we got the last dance. <sighs> that what they call Kobe? That little Laker boy? That little Laker boy gonna try to take everybody one on one? Damn, and that was, was eighteen. That was, that was young Kobe. That was young Kobe with a fro. That was that was baby Kobe, dude. They, the fact that Jordan was addressing him is that it just shows, like, you know, you come in on the bottom, bro. You know, you come in. He, Jordan said, I wouldn't have passed the ball after he airballed all those shots. Like, <laughs> and then to, to see the end of his career, like, Kobe, like, pff, it was the closest thing to Jordan we've ever seen. And to see that, it's, it's crazy. It's cool. I yeah, like, really like cool. How, how about, like, um, people with the, the, the debate where they were saying how, oh, who was better, who you think would have took? And Kobe said how he's like, dude, everything that you've seen – from me, it's from him. So mm-hmm. I, 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 li- I liked how he squashed it because I don't know if you ever heard of this saying, but it says, imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. I I agree with that 100%. So it's yeah. like, he was, if he could get as close to a clone was, Kobe was it, man. He was a, That was it. Killer instinct, that competitiveness was just ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. Um, what, There's some things I wanted to go. Oh, what about uh, in the episode five? This was a big one. People don't understand. This changed the landscape of everything. What Which about is... what about the whole thing about Michael wanting to be wearing Adidas? <laughs> Bro, can he you never understand? knew that story? Never knew that story. But if he would have signed with Adidas, who knows how the game would have changed, bro? Adidas might have been the top of the game right now. Nike would have been. Who knows? Nike. Nike might have been. The Puma, like, the one that just got in here. That know? was a like, game changer, man. Or, like, what if Jordan was with Adidas and then Kobe came along and then Kobe came up with his own signature shoes and we wouldn't be calling Jordan, we'd be calling Kobe's. Yeah. I mean, that, was, that, was, that, that blew my mind. I was like, man, like, what? Like, he wanted to wear Adidas, like. What Kobe? about how corny that commercial for Converse was when they had Michael, uh, 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 Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Isaiah, Tom, like all those dudes talking. Like, bro, that's so corny. That's so <laughs> corny, dude. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've always wanted a pair of those when uh, we were younger. The weapons? Yeah, those are dope. I knew a guy who had multiple, multiple pairs of those. You call them Weapon I mean, X? Shoes, the weapons, dude. He uh, was a Weapon X too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think the. Uh, People don't have to understand too how they described in the thing is how Nike as a company they aren't the the big bad Nike at what it is today. They were a running company. They were making track shoes. Did you shoes. see what they offered him or what they gave him to sign? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear that. Two hundred and fifty thousand. Zion Williamson got like what ninety mil, hundred mil to sign up to Nike Jordan or something like that, like mm-hmm. some crazy number. Think about that, bro. They gave Air Jordan. I like how they talked about how they came up with the name Air Jordan. They had the whole Nike Air Max, and they were like, perfect, Air Jordan. He does what he does in the air. Like, bro, that couldn't have lined up any more perfect, bro. Any more perfect. Seriously. Hearing talk about the shoes made me realize I miss my shoes. I'm a, I'm a sneakerhead. I have a lot of Air Jordans, and I haven't been wearing them in the last – Two months because I'm going anywhere. My shoes have been sitting in my closet. I'm not gonna wear them around the house. Pointless. <laughs> <laughs> Crease them up. Have Brody over here just licking them. I don't think so. <laughs> oh man, get off, get off my freaking air. Right. 
biting the laces. No way, dude. That's cool that <laughs> you. Mentioned- I like how they they touched the they just touched on the shoe culture and how he influenced and completely changed the game, which is crazy. Dude, that changed the land because who knows what Nike would have been to this day. Yeah. Uh, you you talked about the Air Air Jordan one. Um, I thought it was cool how the last game at the New York Knicks he brought him back, but mm-hmm. he also described how outdated the shoe was and how his foot yeah. he had a bloody sock or something. At the time, yeah, I was paying attention as closely as I could. The shoes he seemed to be wearing normally were the thirteens. Mm-hmm. So that means he was already thirteen shoes in and decided to go back to the ones. I wonder how many years were they? One a year, two a year. It must have to be a six, seven-year gap, eight years at least. Technology isn't there in the shoe, maybe? The, the technology advanced that much in eight years. So the comfortability of the shoe was just that bad for him to, like, not yeah. want to wear them? But the fact that he wore them, bro, gangster, in Madison Square Garden at, at the Super Gangster. The last movie. one? But, uh... Yeah, that was really cool. Are, are they that bad to hoop in? Uh, I mean, they're probably not the best. You know what's funny? They look they're they're similar shape to the Converse Weapon X. <laughs> like, that was just like their their yeah, offshoot shape. Yeah, but I mean the, the Nikes did it better. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about, I don't know if you watched this part in particular, but did you see the attention this man was receiving when those press conferences where he's standing in a corner and there's just bodies on bodies on bodies on bodies like. All the way to the wall, and he's—he's—he's he's, he's literally. I—I I, I seen that. My social anxiety, my my claustrophobic. I was just like, "There's no way I could do that every night." Like, how do you think you would manage to kind of deal with something like? Well, I think I think throughout this document, I think people understood like how he um, how he basically uh, approached things. He would basically just give the same answer every time. Like they're like, "Oh, is this is this your last season?" Like, it's like, "Well." I don't know about it, but you know he he came up with his own answers about it. Yeah, into the same thing every single time. You're mm-hmm. right. So I mean, I think I want to go about the same way too. I, I would get people guessing. Uh, I think the one thing that we saw was when he was really bothered with a gambling thing. Do you think his gambling is or was an issue? <sighs> I don't. I don't think it was, man. I don't think it was. That's so because yeah. I. The, the the whole thing about the, the the documentary too is I like the whole theme of basically everyone had a role and like they didn't try to change that person. Phil mm-hmm. Phil, Phil mm-hmm. knew like Rodman was a wild motherfucker. He let he left yep. him as a wild motherfucker. He knew Michael was, and then he was like, "Hey, I'm, go go." He told Dennis Rodman, "Hey, go take that vacation." That's a gift in coaching is knowing how to interact with people, how to manage people, how to get the best out of people. Not everyone takes stuff the same way. Some people you can yell at them and, and just keep yelling at them and they'll understand how to change. And other people you have to talk to them. You got to really ease into it because they won't they won't hear you out otherwise. But yeah, every, everyone requires different sets of attention and, and guidelines. Yo, I think uh, Michael said when he was on the on the golfing golfing range, uh, he's all yeah. I think Phil knows we need this man. He knows we need this break. Yeah. I think, and I think mm-hmm. like play like and that's just the understanding like how you need to understand each person has a role and sometimes you're not. I mean, sometimes, but you can't change people to mold them to how you want them to be. No, right, 100%. They what? try to make my boy HG seem like a snitch. 
I know he's not a snitch. So bro. was that in episode six? Okay, just for people to hear, I didn't watch the entire uh, five. I was on. Being I was on my way again. I know. I'm sad. That's the goat, Patrick. The goat. I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish it once I get off. But it, yeah, I, dude, I, I did. Time, bro. <laughs> I did. So in episode six, I I did see part of that the whole HG thing. But yeah, because of that book. But I guess because he had a good relationship with that writer. That they just assumed that he was the one leaking any type of information, but he came out clearly said he it wasn't him. I mean, I I know I believe him. I've known him personally. The only only dude I know on there personally, <laughs> and he, he he's a real one. You know, he's not the type to, to the bullshit. So I I completely get it. I believe him. I don't think he he would do that. I thought uh the interaction when he was on the magic when they were at the half court. I thought that was interesting to see. Yeah. He said, we're used to seeing him in the playoffs. Not this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, I was like, I was so hyped when I seen him in the, in the sixth episode. I'm like, yeah, horse is back on. Yeah. <laughs> I know, they made him a snitch. I was like, no. <laughs> ah. um, but yeah, that, 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 that was funny how they portrayed him, I guess. But I, like I said, I, was, I just don't agree with it. <laughs> At least they showed Horace freaking dunking it everywhere, and they showed highlights of him. Wow. Like, or, uh, I don't know if you seen when they were playing against New York. Did you watch the part, the series against New York? Yeah. Where the last second, homie was trying to get a shot up, and like it was Horace Grant, uh, Scottie Pippen, and Michael Jordan. They made, they all made like super clutch defensive plays in the last few seconds of the game to like get the ball back, like just stuff like that, bro. You know, you we're so young that we weren't able to. Enjoy or appreciate any of this stuff. So to go back, when when they first came out, the the last dance, I thought they were strictly only going to talk about his last season. So the fact that they're going back to everything and like really talking through everything, it's super dope. I, I like thing, like, like I think JJ Watt had said like, dude, ten ten episodes is not going to be enough. You know what I'm waiting for? Okay, <clears throat> how many NBA stars deserve not ten episodes, but something similar to this—a docu series? I know they're working on one with Magic Johnson. He definitely is one of those people who does deserve it. But how how many other people truly deserve something on ESPN that goes deep deep into their career path? And there's only two people I can think of, and you you know the answers: Kobe and. And who else? I want to see the story of LeBron James on the Heat. Hundred percent. Yes, I want to see his whole career, bro. Yeah, I want to see LeBron James with like all the heat that he got from being, no pun intended, being on the Heat. Right. Um, just the, the when he wanted it for Cleveland. So there's no so no one else. This LeBron, Kobe, Jordan. Those are the only. Oh, Mag, Magic's getting one similar. I don't know if it's similar, but I know yeah. they're working on something for him. But those are, maybe Larry Bird. Maybe. Other than that, bro, I feel like that's where the list ends. It's, I mean, people could all get a show. You can give me an hour and a half of Carter, an hour and a half of Iverson, Tracy McGrady, some of those really good players. But a eight-part, six-part, seven-part docu-series, like, this is like a short list right there. Yeah. I can also – what I'd like to add, too, is, like, I love how they're doing this docu-series, man. From the music, where it's all in the 90s. Mm. I love how they're teasing us, how they're going from 1998, and then it backtracks yeah. to 93. And how that, it. It, they're doing a wonderful job on it, man. And it's just great uh, filmmaking, and uh, they're just doing a really good job with it. And I think it's partnered with Netflix. So 
Did you see? Did you see the the Range Rover that Jordan was driving? I didn't see that. It was a Range Rover. It was red. It was dope. But the fact that it was in the '90s and you see the inside of the car, it looks like any car ever made. <laughs> it's like, dang! Like he probably paid really good money. This is probably top of the line technology at the time. And to see it now, it was like, dude, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> this is weird, you know. Was that when they 90s. rolled up with the Ahmad Rashad? It I is that, yeah. Oh, okay, I, I seen that actually. You know what I, I I'm noticing is uh, my man was smoking a lot of cigars. Bro, a I lot was of occasions where he just had the cigars and puffing on it. I was thinking the same thing. The thing with the cigars and then cracking a beer. Uh, the beer. That was, I mean, that's the thing that I, I'm glad that they have is and like, a Miller Light at that. Dude, like, who's <laughs> Miller Lights now? What, what's that equivalent to nowadays? Everything Miller Light. There's still Miller Light. There's still- <laughs> Still Miller Light. That's what it's equivalent to. No but I guess it. it'd be Bud Light nowadays. I... Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light. Because I don't, I don't see Miller Lights at all nowadays. I don't see anyone drinking them. But I know yeah. Phil, Phil Jackson had one in his hand when they won too. The the ship. Uh, I think against Charles Barkley. Clay Thompson drank a Coors a Coors Light on TV during an interview one time. They had Clay Thompson. Did they really? Yeah, he was drinking a Coors Light. Oh man! I'll give it to him, but that's it though. I haven't seen no one else. Yeah. (laughs) What about how paranoid? Not paranoid, but Scotty Pippen was like, "Hey, I don't want you recording us drinking beer." Like that. That that's a that's a sign in the times back then. I thought so too because I think, but that that's the thing with this document too. How did they know that they were going to release it years and decades? Uh, Were they going to do it until every single player on that Bulls roster like was done? I don't know. Well, suppose. Like how do they know that the footage, like some of the in-game footage, is some of the footage looks like it's from the nineties, and some of the in-game footage looks like it's from a couple years ago. How how are they doing that? Um, I guess it's just it's it's really high quality camera. So I I think they had probably had a camera crew, probably three or four, uh, three camera, like three people having cameras. One had a really high quality one, and and they wanted it must have been a look that they were looking for, where another camera was just like raw, like it's not Mm -hmm. fancy. So I've been noticing that. I'm like, how? Why does the footage look so good? Like, it's the same. It had to be the same camera they were using. They were time traveling. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, why does the TV broadcast look whack? But then they show me the in game of what you guys recorded. Like, how come it looks like I was there? It doesn't look too far off from like not, like being high. Exactly. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, how did they do that? That, that? That was. I found that like weird. I don't know how. I don't, I don't know how that works. Maybe they could have, they could have touched up or something. I don't Maybe, know. and that's what I assume. But like I said, I, I don't really know. What about the fact that Michael said if he could do it all over again, he wished he wouldn't be considered a role model? That's what okay, but that's what he said after his three championships or around the time of his three. I want to see what he said after the eight or the six and see how he feels then. That and was after the third, or, or was that after the sixth? I don't six? remember. Was it? I, I want to say uh, that was... You're right, because the camera crew was already around him, so it had to be on his last season. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you, uh, I don't know. It's because like, I, I get what he's saying, because whether or not like you like it or not, whether you wanted to be considered, if you're at the top of the game, there's going to people be looking up at you. Yeah, and they'll want to imitate. It's like they'll want to imitate. Can, can you can you imagine if they released this back in the day, or like maybe even close to two thousands, and people understood like, oh man, I gotta be like Mike, and I gotta like step on people to be like Mike. 
Yeah. And then people understood that, like, oh, okay, he's my role model. I got to do that now. Didn't I say that, though, in the pilot? I was like, once you get to that level, bro, you got to be a certain level of asshole because you are going to step on people. And you can't, you can't be concerned about them. Like, you're trying to get to the top of your level and do the best you can do at what you're doing. Like, you don't give a shit about anything on the side. It, that comes with the, it comes with the level of assholeness. You, you did you're say losing that. empathy. You're losing empathy a little bit. So, so, it, so is that what happens? Like you basically just stop caring about shit and you're just like, hey. I, I think you're so uh, like one track minded. Like you're blinded. You you don't you're not you don't have the energy to to focus on none of that shit. And to be a Jordan who who admits that he's overly competitive, and then to be blessed with the skills and his work ethic, like yeah. He's gonna be that guy. <laughs> okay, talking about being over competitive, did you see that little game that he would play with his, his security Quarters? guards? Bro, we used to play that. We we play that in the shop all the time when it's really really slow. So you you would try to get it as close to the wall, as close to the wall, and see some people play where you gotta do, you gotta get as close to the wall without hitting the wall. Oh, and some people play. Some people play. It's okay if you hit the wall. Oh, so it just depends on how you play. But I played both ways, and it's it's. It's fun. It's an entertaining game. You get to talk shit. And it, you'd be surprised how close those motherfucking quarters get to each other. So where, like, you beat someone by, uh, you got to have everyone line up and try to view it to see who's closest to the wall. Like, <laughs> it's crazy, dude. It's Why crazy. did I never play that? I've never played that before. I, when, when you come in the shop, I'm cutting your hair. <laughs> I'm not I'm not slow. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, yeah, we played that game before. And did you see... Uh, the dude with the, the, the curly hair, the blonde hair, he hit, he hit him with the shoulder shrug. Like, hey, bro, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> that moment was classic, bro. That dude's a legend. Bro. Oh, yeah, he did. You I know? hope that dude is still alive and got to see himself hit the shoulder shrug on Jordan, bro. Didn't he tell you, like, he's like, hey, security, get these guys out of my room. Bro. No, he's like, security, get security out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was No, funny. that was cool. It did show... Uh, did you see the when you talked about how they would play poker for thousands of dollars Ooh. in the back of the plane? Yeah. But then the other dudes were playing for a dollar a hand blackjack, and Jordan wanted their money too. <laughs> like, dude, that, <laughs> like that's Jordan was a bully, bro. man. It just shows that competitiveness, dog. It's not about. It's not about. Like I've always said, I hate to win more than I love to lose. When I win, it feels good. I get to enjoy it. But when I lose, that shit beats me the hell up. So I hate to lose more than I love to win. My drive to win is because of the fact that I just hate feeling like oh. I lost at anything. I'm ultra competitive. I hate when people are like, have you played this new cell phone game? I'm like, no, I don't want to play because I'm going to get obsessive with it. I'm going to beat you <laughs> at it. Like, I don't want to, you know? <laughs> oh, man. There's... He was being he, like they were talking about uh, his gambling thing, but then he had that problem with that one guy where uh, he went to like some sort of court trial or something. Yeah, uh, he had some slick name. It was some dude, the Jerry Curl golfer. I don't. Uh, that guy looked yeah. like he looked yeah, like a yeah. money launderer. Yeah, he he looked he looked suspect, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how how that all worked out. Uh. Oh, people I, people I, are going into the shop today. I don't know if there's word that barber shops are opening this Monday. I don't know, but we're not open as of now. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So when this goes on, whoever's listening, are we six uh, listeners? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. How long are we in, Pat? 
Uh, we're at uh, one hour and 51 minutes right now. Oh, yeah. According to the numbers, bro, we're talking to ourselves right now, player. <laughs> <laughs> we, if you got anything you want to just put out there in the universe to say some bullshit, I'm listening. Let's hear it. <laughs> this is where the negative reviews come in after the this negative one. Negative reviews, huh? For real. Oh. Like, they were cool in the beginning, but then... When they found out no one was really listening, they this is where the the real you know the documentary is hitting some real shit right now, like the 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 last dance on the on Tiger King where he's like, financially I don't think I'll ever recover for this <laughs> from this. <laughs> That's how I feel like emotionally I don't think I'm ever gonna recover from this. <laughs> uh, I don't care, Pat. Like I said, I we started this because we wanted to. The fact that we got any numbers, period, was dope. So here we are. <laughs> and that's given like I even told you like earlier. I was like, man, it's it's a uh, giving that cre- creativity for me again, and also like bringing bringing myself back to maybe who I was. So it's cool, man. Well, if that's all we do out of this, that's good enough for me, Pat. Honestly, like <laughs> for real, I'm glad, bro. Yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to hit? Oh uh, well, maybe just like, the last dance. I think. uh I think the I like how everyone on the team they have their own vices, and it goes back to where like like uh, Phil Jackson basically allowed them to have those, those vices, their freedoms. Like when they talked about Jordan gambling, like what that that uh, the first game after New York, he just went to Atlantic City. Atlantic City, yeah, to get his mind off of it. And it's like, dude, like he only went away for like what three hours. He said he was there till two in the morning, but there's yeah. no confirmation. You can't really confirm that back then, I guess. There was no Snapchat <laughs> to get caught on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, for real, think about that. Like, damn. Imagine like how much shit you could have got away with. Like, you know how like people will say like, "Oh, I got with some groupies," or "Oh, like." It's like, do like, like you you can't do any of that nowadays. Like I said, bro, athletes have to either get really good at hiding it or just not do shit. Like nothing. Or you had to pay them, basically, right? Or even then, though, disclosure agreements. Like I don't know what it's taking out there, bro. But there's something being done. (laughs) That's just the town that they were living in. How crazy it was. Yeah, it is nice to look back. You see, when they were like, "Jordan, do you want to call your wife?" I don't know if you've seen this part after he won the ring, and uh, they pull out this long ass wire. Damn, dog. Oh, wait. Michael it, Jordan. <laughs> is that is that the is that the one where he's like, he's like can I just sit here? Like can I yeah, like for a few okay. minutes? Yeah. yeah. Where it kind of points to like all that attention. I would never want that all that attention. Like never, bro. I, I said it. I don't like the social the, all the social eyes on me. So I couldn't imagine being on that level where at, I mean at that point you basically have to be on all the time. You can't afford to have a bad day. You can't be in a grumpy mood. You know? Someone, this might be the first, the only time someone ever gets to meet you. That, They've been waiting their whole life for this. You moment. said then, like how he had to meet, like a, I want to say, make a wish kids, but like people who yeah. are unfortunate. Yeah, I did see that. And so, like he, had, I mean, he can't be like a dick. I'm like, oh hey, you can't. And then how after the game, he still had to do press. He still had to talk to all these people who just wanted to see him. And like they, they said it specifically. And then he also had to be Michael fucking Jordan and perform. Drop thirty points a game. Well, every team in the league is trying to figure out how to stop you. Every team in the league. They say it's easier to get to the top than to remain on top. Who's a legend? I told Vanessa, and she was like, so Kobe won five and Jordan only won three? Because by the end of this episode, he has three. 
And I was like, dude, Jordan retired, played baseball, recorded Space Jam, came back and won three more. <laughs> I'm like, that's why he's considered the GOAT. I mean, whenever this dude was in the game, he was the best dude on the court. Crazy. So we might be like thinking into the, the, the future, but why do you think he came back to be on the Wizards? That competitive drive. He got bored probably. Being a professional athlete and seeing that competitiveness just go away, he wasn't the type. He knew he could still ball. He knew he could take all these young cats, you know, for a couple more years. Did he play for one more season only or two more? I want to say he did two seasons with the, the Wizards. With the Wizards? I mean, just think about that. Just, I, I feel like a lot of people, uh, it, it feel like it tarnishes his legacy. I feel like it builds to it. He, he retired again, got bored, came back, and still gave these dudes 20 points a night. Like, God, damn. <laughs> like, Wait, damn, so Michael Jordan. <laughs> do you think that they're going to show part of the Wizards in the documentary? <laughs> no. The last dance ends after he retires. Of the they, six they, they don't want to show. Or he, I'm pretty sure he signed off. Don't show any of that if shit. If that's the last dance, then his time on the Wizards would be called what? <laughs> Give me something. Give me something. Give me something, Pat. If that's the last dance, what's his time at the Wizards? The retirement get together? The retirement home? Uh, the reunion? The, I don't the know. Reunion? The, the family yeah. reunion? Oh, no, bro. He, he had one of the most unique storylines. And the fact that he was also the best. Like I said, though, Kobe Stan. To the end, and I could always be my Jordan because that's the generation I grew up in. No one can argue me differently because I will argue this to the day I stop breathing. <laughs> Do you think that Kobe uh, might have a you know how, like, with the cameras in the face and Jordan, like, in, in, like how all that attention? Do you think Kobe had faced equally, or is it more of a little easier because of the technology? How he was able to, I like, think it might have been it might have been more, more so because of the t- technology. More everyone got a camera now. Everyone's TMZ. Everyone can record you and send it to a, an outlet of some sort to get money and have them post whatever they want posted about you. Oh, man, it's just, I think it's impressive how, think about being Jordan, like how he couldn't, he didn't have one opportunity time to slip up or like to freaking blow, blow up. And and even if you take away the gambling, whatever you want to call it, I'm not, gonna even, I'm not even going to call it a scandal because it was nothing. That was it. Him and LeBron have probably done it the best as far as not having any negative, just negative slip-ups. No, no cheating scandals, no DUI mistakes, no assault, no domestic violence, no anything like that. Like, I feel like they've, they've walked the, the prettiest paths. Because even though I'm a Kobe, you know, Kobe had his... This situation, you know, I'm not going to say he raped her, but he at least cheated, got caught, became news, and he had to deal with that, and the negative press, and he lost his sponsors, and he, they even said Jordan didn't lose shit after the gambling scam. Like, he, he, it hurt his reputation, but he didn't lose him in sponsorship, it didn't lose him in popularity, he was still Michael Air Jordan. Be like Mike. Damn. If you think about it, what if that would have man, see that's another thing that if we play what if, what if that would have hurt his, his whole sponsorship with Nike? Maybe we had no Jordans. Maybe uh, at that point, I think he was on like the sevens, eights already. So we would have already had eight deep in Jordans. 
But they would just keep selling those eights. Yeah, they would keep retroing them. Maybe they wouldn't have been as as popular because he didn't have the the overall fame that he does now. But it's still, I think they would have sold. Those are dope shoes. One through eight are hard, are oh, all yeah. hard Jordans except for two. Yeah, it's a mistake. I don't know they were. They were trying to build a a, a tank for a sh- for your foot. Like I don't know what they were <laughs> trying to do, bro. But a two was a mistake. Yes, yeah, I would have missed the. Fi- I, I like thirteens. Thirteens are clean. They're some of my favorite. Yeah. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about, the gambling thing. I, On my personal perspective, I really don't think – I don't find anything wrong with gambling. Anyone who's ever been in our barbershop will know that we will bet on literally anything we can bet on. We will bet on what time we think someone's going to show up, if they're going to show up. We will, we will bet on anything, anything. We will bet on what we think the next person is going to say when they walk in if we know who it is. <laughs> So as far as the betting culture, I've been around it my whole life. I remember betting fights with my dad when I was a child. Five bucks on a fight, a Friday night fight night, you know, on the main event. I didn't know either of the fighters. I just pick one and bet on them and start rooting for that guy. So betting has always been in my 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 brain, I guess. And I, because of that, I don't see it as a as like a real negative. It's just a fun, like you said, it's a hobby. It's something that it's it's more of a competitive thing. Oh, you think like you think you're you picked the right fighter? I'll bet you twenty pushes you did it. <laughs> it's just to make it more interesting when I watch it, I have more on the line. Yeah. Yeah. Man, now I'm like looking at my picks and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> ah damn. I know. I think we did on like four or five fights. The worst case is like a hundred push ups. If we lose all of them. if I lose all of them, that's just disgraceful. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm thinking of walking out of here maybe doing 40, 60 push ups. <laughs> Yeah, man. I think the gambling, the gambling thing, it's more of like a, my mom, they love going to the casino, man. So it's like... Ah, it's in the culture. My parents love the casino, too. Yeah, so it's like, I don't find anything wrong with it, too. I think it's just it just goes back to how Jordan was his role model. So whatever he did, they think that it was bad, or if they had to deal with, like, underage, or... Because did, did people know at the time that Jordan smoked, like, uh, smoked and stuff? Because I feel like... What? Yeah. Cigars? Uh... I would say so because there was photos of him with the holding the cigar. It's not like he was trying to hide it, like the way Pippin was like, you know, we don't really want you recording us drinking this beer right here in the corner. Yeah, I just find that weird because that, that must be a time period thing. You really got to paint it like these guys don't drink alcohol. I know. Of course, these guys drink alcohol. You know, like, grown men. <laughs> yeah, especially all the shit they go through. Right. <sighs> All right, Joel. Well, I think we pretty much uh, touched on everything. Uh, is there anything you want to like? Um, one thing. That's all. Just one thing. <clears throat> I just want to apologize because my attitude in the beginning of this podcast was uh, strongly affected due to the fact that no one's listened this far in and no one's going to hear this. So <clears throat> I've got one thing I need to say. <clears throat> Bruh, did you hear? Bruh, did you hear? 